Welcome back to Dialogue Choices Podcast. Like it or not. That's a different podcast. It's well known for how you can just be sucked in here against your will. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, how did I get on this podcast? Oh, shit, I'm here again. Why won't You're they let me out? still making podcasts? They, if they, yeah, they still make podcasts out there. <laughs> somewhere out there. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> imagine yeah. people making podcasts still. I know, right? I like not to imagine that. In current year? Not yeah. on my watch. Anyway, just jumping straight into questions again, because we're burning through Ooh. these. Ryan Ooh. Martigliano asks, what is the best free game you've ever played? Ooh. And like usual, it's like, I don't, I don't really have an index I can review really easily. So it's hard, kind of hard to think of what games even were free. Like, I don't think of them as whether they were free or not. So the first thing like flash games. Yeah. Like the first uh, thing that comes to mind is the entire Rusty Lake franchise, except for the ones that are eventually not free. I guess oh, I should call Lake them. The, I guess I should call them Cube Escape because all of the Rusty Lake games are not free. Mm. Uh, and then uh, we were here. The co-op game I played with Bird. The rest of the franchise costs money, but the first game was free. And it's a co-op mm. escape room game. And that was neat. Uh, there's probably Didn't a bunch you of play we, we were here too as well. Yeah. And we were here together. And we were here oh, right. that... forever, I think it's called. It's coming out this year. The fourth one's coming out. Mm -hmm. And that's neat. And we were we were feet when they when that game came out on PlayStation 4, they used our footage in the trailer. And that, that was did they ask you for permission? No. <laughs> Whoa, that's weird. <laughs> but it was like, oh, I that's mean, neat. Can, that's it's, us. It's their stuff, but yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, uh How'd you wait? How'd you figure out it was you? What's, what's funny is I saw because uh, it's really I mean it's our we're talking in it. Oh no, that's okay. That's like not there. It's like it's like it's like it's like a let's it's like a gameplay commentators style trailer. It's also uh, maybe they did ask. I don't remember. I don't think they did. Mm. I feel like I'd remember. But, uh, but what, what the reason thread. the other way it's really obviously me is that I edit those in a really specific way because I show both perspectives at the same time with a diagonal cut between the two screens. Oh, I remember, yeah. So mm, it's really okay, easy yeah, to tell yeah. it's my footage, uh, which led to a funny, I was going to say controversy, but not really. It's, the, the controversy is a couple of comments on the trailer, but there's a couple of comments in the trailer. They're like, oh, I got this game and it doesn't have split screen because like, yeah, they used they used footage of somebody who edited it into split screen. And as a result, they oh. they think they thought the game had split screen, but you have to play it on two separate consoles or PCs oh, no. together. Oh, that, that, mm -hmm. that also led to misunderstandings in the comments, too. Like, even if we would explain it, people would not understand that, like, no, we only see our perspective. We don't see the other perspective. I'm just giving you both so you can watch the full yeah, thing for is, the full experience. This is called a... This is called a... Yeah. An editing. And it's up to you if you want to, like, cover one of them and get, like, half the experience at a time and then, and like, watch it twice or whatever. But, yeah, like, even when I pointed it out, people would still think that we could see both things and then be confused why we're confused. And it's like, no, it's editing. It's not, you fools. <laughs> it's the magic of YouTube. It's kind of fun that, I mean, it's the it's the sort of like room uh, or escape room experience that uh, gets people hooked. I suppose it makes sense for the first game to be free, especially because, you know, yeah. if you're going to play with a friend, you're going to be like, I want to play the next. And then they sell two games. And I imagine to some extent they're just trying to see whether or not there'd be interest in it or something. Although it's a hell of a resource mm -hmm. investment. 
just have yeah. it be that way. I just Googled I would say best free games and I got a PC games article where the top result is Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. Followed by World of Warships and Genshin Impact and World of Tanks. It's like this what a horrible list. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was gonna mention I was gonna mention World of Warships actually. It's uh it's full of, of microtransactions though, and but I think it is better than World of Tanks in that regard. Because World of Tanks has things like not only does he have like tanks that you need to pay for to have access to, so it's a normal free game, but some tanks are special and uh and can be a little bit better or worse depending on what class it is. But you know, that's just normal unlocks that you have to pay for. The what happens in World of Tanks is that you have golden bullets, and those bullets cost money and they get spent. So it's basically every shot you take in a game costs a little bit of money in real life. And they are a lot more powerful. <laughs> <laughs> so it's pay to win on a on a competitive game. What the fuck? It's really bad. And basically, if you get up to the higher levels, <sighs> it's just untenable. Uh, the the World of Warships isn't like that, and it's a little bit slower. I th I, I've been playing it recently, and it, I mean, it's been out for, for a while. Uh, but it's really fun. I I mean it has the same monetization except for the bullets, as uh, World of Tanks. So you know loot boxes are I think a thing for certain things, but it's not like for the tank for the ships themselves. But can you consider? Do you consider a game that has free like? Would you consider? You because the games you mentioned, um, we were here and Cube Escape, I believe. Yeah, that, I did mention yeah. two games that are purely free, and you're mentioning They're games that free, are yeah. free to play, which, yeah, are technically different things, uh, mm -hmm. but he didn't necessarily specify, so it's up to you, I guess. <laughs> Almost mm -hmm. every game with any sort of size of audience is not genuinely free and is free to play, and that it tries to monetize in other ways. Like, examples mm -hmm. being, like, for example, like, technically... This whole time I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, I'm still in the free part of the game, except for the fact that I'm a cat. If I wasn't a cat, I would have never had to put any money into this game. I've been, I've been playing twelve. I've been paying twelve dollars a month to be a cat. <laughs> if I was a lesser yeah. cat, one who just has cat, a man with cat ears and nothing else, then I would have been playing for free this whole time. MMOs are a lot like that, actually. Even World of Warcraft. Can't you play like hour, like dozens of hours for free? Or is it the uh, isn't the base game free? I don't actually know how they, the yeah, how the trial something. works now for WoW. It's there's and been also, a bunch of there's been a bunch of different versions and I never used it before. But in in uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, you get the base game and Heaven's Ward for free. It's uh it's kind of funny because mm. since I was talking about World of Warcraft, Starcraft is free, the original one, so you can just go and yeah. play it, and it's an amazing game. It's incredible. And you just go. But I don't... Th yeah, that's the thing. Like, That's one of those things where the game's so hyper-popular right? they don't even have to technically... Like, I don't, They might have added microtransactions to it or something, but... No, like, no, no. It's just overall, the original they, game. They, they just profit from the game being popular as like a cultural icon. <laughs> they yeah. profit from, from it in other ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, free games are pretty rare. I'm going to say one that is... Well, it's not completely well, free. The multiplayer version of Fear. Do you remember Fear? A shooter published by... Oh, Helltaker. Yeah. Sorry, that's not what you're talking about. Helltaker? But That's not what you're um, talking about. But I just remembered Helltaker is a genuinely free game. Hmm. 
I don't think I've played it. What is it? Uh, it's the is one it? where you do. You're a dude, and you that looks like Kazuma Kiryu kind of, and you're doing a bunch of Sokoban puzzles in hell, and there's a bunch of demon mm. girls that you're like sort of romancing, and explicitly the mm. creator made the game just because he wanted porn of the characters to be drawn online. So he just wanted <laughs> Rule 34 to happen, so he made a, a free game that's relatively short and pretty good just to sell you on the characters to make porn of them. That was the strategy, <laughs> supposedly. Or at least that's Getting what multiple people porn. have claimed. Getting free porn of your characters just so just by doing a game. I say just, but like it's that's way too much trouble. You can do other things. You can just go mold some lawns and you make more money to yeah. get yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think... Of all the games, of all the free games that I remember playing, I'm going to say the multiplayer version of the original Fear was a lot of fun. And this was back in 2007, 2008. Fear was a pretty cool game. I liked it, but it wasn't free. But the multiplayer version was. Weird. Yeah, it was Weird. just like a counter I guess they thought, that they thought they would just sell you on playing the main game. I think they might have wanted to populate like for people who bought the game, they would they maybe didn't have enough people on the servers and they just, you know, made it free. Yeah. I haven't played it for literally years now, so I don't know if it's good yet or not or whatever, but uh there is a Monster Hunter clone called Dauntless. That's free. Hmm. I think like it's free hmm. to play with optional transactions and whatnot. Uh It's it's always been kind of pretty. It seemed kind of janky and bad when I first played it for a bit. But that was like the opening week of its early access or whatever. But it's been going on for a few years now. It always seemed unfortunate. Like they they, they kind of like, like, oh yeah, try our new free-to-play uh, early access janky P uh, PC uh, Monster Hunter clone. And like at for, for, for a second there, it sounded like, oh, it's been in like a window of time where there hasn't been a Monster Hunter for a little bit. That's been a bit, and especially not on like PC or anything. There hasn't been on, one around forever. And then Monster World Hunter World was like, so we're coming to PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, no, you're pointless now. <laughs> that's what happened to. Oh, it wasn't free, though. But uh, when Overwatch came out, what was that game? Paladins? No, pa was, no, no, it wasn't Paladins. I don't remember. I think it was published by Gearbox. Uh, I think it might have been by Epic. Valorant? Or it might have not. Sorry, not not Epic, but by the um, the I guy from Epic, quickly. Cliffy B. Oh right, uh, the guy from Epic. Yeah, uh, Cliffy B. Free to play shooter. It wasn't free to play at the beginning. They released Lawbreakers. It, at, uh, it was Lawbreakers. Yeah, that game just tanked. Lawbreakers. Nobody remembers Lawbreakers. It was basically they they were capitalizing on on uh, uh, Blizzard taking forever to release Overwatch, and they were like, "We're gonna make Overwatch, but faster." And then they did four months faster. So yeah, for four months it was the, the whole thing. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember hearing occasionally about Lawbreakers, but I don't think I've seen even one moment of gameplay, and I have no concept for what the game is, and it's been. I think it's been gone for longer than it ever existed now. Like it doesn't it's been super completely dead and unplayable, oh, right? Yeah. It lasted it lasted barely more than a year. That's how <sighs> how much it tanked. It was just complete, and it's like one of those I games don't... where when it tanks, it just blinks out of existence yeah. basically, doesn't it? It's it's online games, yeah. yeah. 
That's Andrew brutal. is not taking many many free That's, games. Andrew pays for uh, all of his games. The only free game I'm gonna recommend is Kitten Cannon. Uh, Kitten Cannon. What about uh, That's it. Turtle Runner or whatever? That's a say. That's just Kitten Cannon reskinned. Wait, is that <laughs> gonna... like Flash? Yeah, it's an old, it's like an ancient Flash game. That's something I played a shit ton oh. uh, in computer lab. Kitten Cannon's oh, like yeah, it looks like Baby Maker Extreme. Yeah, so you just, so you, like just so, you, so you just fire Basically, a cat and then he dies horribly in various locations. Kitten Cannon was like Kitten Cannon's the precursor to every single like fling a thing to the other side of the map game. Yeah, but the turtle so like game, the turtle, the turtle one, the turtle baby. game, the turtle game was a runner. Oh no, not uh, yeah, it, was, it was Hurdle Turtle. The, there it is. I found it. Yeah, not not Hurdle Turtle. Not Hurdle. You were like enamored that wasn't free. with that, that was game. paid for, wasn't it? No, yeah, I think yeah, I that, was, was, that was Xbox I it was Live a paid game, Xbox huh? Live game. Yeah, well, yeah, it was a paid were, game. Those are like memorable, stupid moments from our past. And Hurdle <laughs> Turtle One, uh, Hurdle Turtle Celebrations has 169 views. Hurdle Turtle Two nice. is 219. <laughs> oh my god, we played Hurdle Turtle on lot. fucking Unfairnament. Guess what? The Unfairnament episode also only has 137 episode uh, views. I mean, holy Hurdle fuck. Turtle's good. I think if when I re- want... I think when I re-uploaded Unfairnament as videos on my channel, I think that became ninety percent of the views Unfairnament ever had. It's such, it's such like a hyper memorable <laughs> thing that we did. And I look at some of these videos, and it's like a hundred views. <laughs> like holy fuck. Unfairnament. Unfairnament was like the funnest thing uh, that I wish we could do more of. Yeah, because it really this, was this such year a great especially. Premise. It's the impossible idea of just to like, do. Yeah, but yeah, it's definitely like the premise is just so great to be able to just take like, all right, boys, we got a bunch of games and we're going to spin a wheel and whichever game it lands on the one you guys verse in. (laughs) And so like you get people with, yeah, you get people with games that are like, what the fuck is this? They have no idea. They're not ready. And it's just a, (laughs) it's just a fun, like high stakes. Some really memorable moments like Jake pummeling me in Mortal Kombat. And I'm like, how the fuck do you block? This is fair. (laughs) I think and it's then, backwards the, in Mortal Kombat. The, then literally the moment I find out that Block is like left trigger for some reason, I start destroying oh. him. <laughs> That's Tekken. Uh, backwards Even, is Tekken, I think. It's it's backwards in most games. And yeah. otherwise it's Mortal sometimes... Is not, apparently. Other, in other games, it's, it's uh, the left button, so square or X. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, in Mortal Kombat, it's like the fucking trigger. And I'm like, well, I can't <laughs> find the Block button. <laughs> Uh, and the moment I knew where it was, I started having a comeback, and he, got, he was suddenly scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a, I, Mario... almost, I almost won by yelling. <laughs> that's a that that is a fair strategy. Uh, I, I forget the it was that mech game that we play that we did the verses in. What was the one where you just complained <sighs> so much that everyone just wanted to stop playing? <laughs> no, no. It was custom it's like robo. a Mario Party, Which basically. Was it? Wasn't, it, the wasn't it custom robo? It might have been custom robo. I just scored 1,566 feet in uh, Kitten uh, Cannon. Kitten. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Beat my scores. Was it robo? Yeah, it was custom robo, yeah. Yeah. I never there's played a, too, many, a... too many Flash games as a kid. I don't know why. You probably know, didn't maybe... have a really boring computer class in high school. That <laughs> oh, you couldn't play. Yeah, you couldn't play. Opportunity. 
You couldn't play in class. You I was going to say, like I was going to say my most played flash game was probably RuneScape. And that was just because I was in a boring infotech class. And the moment I was done with that, I never touched it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's just not a lot. Yeah. I'm trying to think there's just not a lot of, uh, not a lot of free games to recommend unless just go and play flash games. Uh, go on new grounds, look up popular of all time. It's probably there. <laughs> I mean, what? Yeah. Uh, Newgrounds Newgr Newgr is still around. It was a free game. Yeah, Newgrounds. Yeah, Newgrounds is still around. They uh, they just got done updating all of their games into uh, uh HTML5 compliant. Because yeah. yeah. that's really important. Since, yeah, since they Flash went they, out of style. They fixed their engine or whatever in the back end. Make yeah. everything compatible, and live on forever with all their animations and porn. <laughs> And porn yes. games and porn animations. You know, the history of, of <laughs> when good content creators existed, like Ego that was, that was and like, Rubber Ninja. That was like the niche. And now we don't get anything. Because it, it yeah. was like they were the animation place, and then YouTube came by and had more viewership. So it was like, we should put our animations on YouTube. But then YouTube changed the algorithm overnight that and ruined uh, the ability to make Everything. money off of animations, more or less. But also... At the, which also kind of enabled my job, but also uh, there's just content gating. Like you're not allowed to put stuff on on YouTube sometimes. So that's the niche always for uh, new grounds is for like people like Twisted Grim and stuff to put their like, ooh, can't put this on YouTube style animations. Hmm. Huh. It's uh, I think the the more open. It's kind of a, a relationship between, obviously, you know, the more open a platform is, you know, and making Flash games is not relatively, it's not very complicated in comparison to even making simple C-sharp games back in the day. Uh, but, of course, the the more open a platform is, the the more variety it gets. But uh, what, I, what really surprises me, every time I look back at what, I mean, I did play in New, in new Grounds. Not, I don't have the experience of every best game, but there were some... It's the it's the rising to the top that I think shapes how we perceive the whole platform. Because I think for every amazing game in Newgrounds, there's, there's gotta be like so many junk that it doesn't like copies or it's just it doesn't matter. But the rising oh, yeah. to the top, I think, is something that doesn't happen in normal gaming, because it's just so you know whatever whatever has the most marketing budget, whatever has the or the scummiest <laughs> scummiest strategies for for keeping yeah, players you just, playing you just put out like a next level amount of marketing for everything uh yeah. well i mean it's also you know just uh there's the the misconception that profit equals good which is never yeah. the case well uh, that profit like, does I equal would, good from the people that make all the choices <laughs> well yeah sure but i'm saying like it doesn't mean that you've made a good quality product it just means yeah. that you made a profitable product like that, they're not synonymous with each other. Yeah, but the, I don't if think they don't, Avatar's if they a good don't movie. Care about, but it made a lot no, of fucking money. Yeah. Like, if they don't care about art, then that is what equals good to them. Yeah, they just I, want to ship I, a product. I, that's what I'm saying. Is like, so a free game doesn't necessarily mean it's bad just because you didn't pay yeah. for it. Like, there's such a thing as like a free game being better than paid games, which is, I mean cyberpunk exists so arguably that's true <laughs> yeah. like no it's, it's fucking been, kitten it's cannon runs perfectly fine it doesn't have any errors but cyberpunk <laughs> can't even fucking keep itself going and you paid money for that that's embarrassing i think it's, kitten cannon is better than cyberpunk i'm calling it i mean i but, would play but I, I remember I having to lift off of fucking 
and oh god flash games like <laughs> i know that i know there's playable stuff out there that's okay but oh my god what a sad existence to have to just live in all day i just remember going on yeah, like that's I, remember, I remember being like i'm here i am at college and i have a underpowered laptop and i just have to figure out what to do with the next five hours between classes sometimes because i was like i'd have to commute an, an hour away to get to class you have a handheld Old school uh, games. No. Just get an old school game like GTA yeah, just, Two, and and Diablo Two. Buy a fucking DS. You can buy them <laughs> offhand that, yeah. for cheap, and you can get a million games. I think for I it. did have a DS. Like, I just really disliked. I just really dislike handhelds. Staring at a tiny screen and well, having like uncomfort, uncomfortable exist, posture so and all that. Yeah, there's not an excuse. Go buy a Switch. Go buy. A game for the Switch that will keep you Keith occupied has a Switch, for hundred years. I, of course, but I have a Switch. You, yeah. but, I also yeah. am never but in I'm these scenarios like... to begin with anymore. Oh yeah, of course. Also, 2020. Like I'd be sitting there with my I, laptop, I, and it's like, all right, let's go on fucking Congregate.com, <laughs> play another. What oh, did God. what did Armor Games make this week? Because always fucking Armor Games, and they were always like vaguely competent, boring trash. <laughs> a lot. I, played, I wonder. I played wait, so many it... fucking like Flash Tower Defense games and so on. Does Pogo yeah. still exist? It does Pogo. still exist. Oh my god. Pogo. Pogo games still exist? Jesus Christ. Uh hey, whenever I, whenever I play EA a handheld account? game, I always want to stop after like an hour. Yeah, well, they are designed to be stopped after like an hour. <laughs> That's the problem. Pop it. Pop it bingo's a good one. Peggle Blast. Those are good free games. Uh Peggle. Yeah, man. Peggle's good. It's fine. Nah. It's, I, for a free I think, game, I think it's, it's pretty good. It's amusing to be like, let's go, let's go at each other and do like a versus match, and then it's like mostly oh, RNG bullshit, but uh, then you get to try to have fun with it. Yahoo Bowl or Yahoo uh, Pool. Yahoo Pool was really that good. That one pinball game from Windows. Uh, <laughs> that was a free. Well, that doesn't count because you had to pay for Windows to get it. So I, I count that as a paid game. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you always have enough. to pay for oh, wait, your computer think, or whatever, or your console. I think you have to. I think you can get that free, right? That's the uh, the pinball one. Yeah, I think you can get the pinball game for free. If I Google it, uh, I can probably, it's probably like a website. Yeah. Full pinball tilt space, pinball. That's it. Probably just there's probably just an emulator website at this point or something. Mm -hmm. It wasn't even that good. I, I played it like a few years back, and I remember being like, "Eh, this is not that great." No, it, it's just it, like it definitely just exi it existed in a vacuum, and it got and that's how yeah. that's how it got by. Pinball is a shitty game, like just as a concept. Also that, pinball yes. sucks. Like you have yeah. so little interaction. It's basically just a hyper arcane Skinner box where five hundred over overlapping things are counting up each time you hit them and then they'll be like whoa crazy you you got the good one now and you're like trying to hit a bunch of like knobs and shit but like you have the most marginal ability to actually even interact with the ball and it's mostly just doing a bunch of shit and some of the more obnoxious Pin pinball, pinball is just games pachinko for babies yeah and some oh, of the that's more a good yeah and some of the more obnoxious <laughs> pinball games you'll hit it once and then just fucking wait for 15 seconds as a bunch of sounds and lights play and then it finally comes back and sometimes it takes so long it jump scares you and you, and you miss it completely because you're like oh fuck i'm playing again <laughs> it's down here yeah yeah absolutely yeah i've only ever played on a single ping pinball machine i paid two euros i think I'll, it was at the time i went two yeah. times and i I was done for the rest of my life.
Yeah, no, out of all the game, <laughs> oh, out of all the things that are technically games in the world, pinball is the most jangling shiny keys in front of a baby out of all video games, out of all games that exist. Like, that's all it is. It's so fucking trash. <laughs> the entire genre well, is unredeemable. <laughs> well, that's if I you mean, don't consider. Or, but it's it's not a video game either. It's a mechanical yeah. game. Yeah. But that's so, if you don't consider. Pin, uh, that's why I tried the, to correct a game. That's if you don't consider roulettes. To, what is it called? It's not a roulette. What is it called? The, the thing where you push the lever a uh, slot the... machine slot machines if you don't consider those to be games well they're not games slot machines are more streamlined hmm. yeah, uh, slot machines you don't have any control over a slot machine is all. the most direct like skinner box implementation for a human ever made where it's just a box that you hit a lever on and a random result happens each time and you're like wow i got it or oh i lost and then it's and it's like instant feedback a pinball yeah. is genuinely just distracting lights and colors. Like, am I hitting the receptors in your brain yet? Woo, 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 wee! Oh, you the, did it! Oh I'm, man, look at it go! Oh, this time the thing lit up. It's like it's fucking. It's that's. It's I mean, just, that's. It's just to distract you. You're describing all arcade games. <laughs> they they all exist in that vacuum of like they're trying. No, a lot to of our, a lot of arcade games are skill games. Yeah. Like, but, like, but a lot like of arcade games sell themselves as like, ooh, look, fancy colors, light, light, blam. Like, you look at the the waiting screen for any old cabinet game, and they're yeah, like full always... of colors and flashing and all this shit that gets you excited. And then you play like fucking Space Defenders, and you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. Guess I'll be here for five minutes. Well, that's just but like, old it looks video, way more that's interesting. That's just old video games. <laughs> but those are still well, like, yeah, but I'm those saying, are just like, proper it's... video games still, though, whereas like, Fucking pinball yeah, games are like the worst ratio of like actual gameplay versus how much it's trying to tell you you're doing something. Either way, I don't really I don't really play a lot of free video games. All the free video games I played were back in the day before I could afford video games. I was uh, gonna say Rocket League, which I guess I think that might be free now, but at the time when it was quote unquote free, it was just because it was like a PlayStation, PlayStation Month game. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't also, actually Rocket League free. And others has, has obviously been, uh, the best free boxes. game ever made is fucking Minesweeper. Mm, <laughs> no, Minesweeper sucks. What a bore! What a like that's the opposite of a slot machine for Skinner Box. It's the slowest, most boring, most shittiest way to get any kind of reward. In your brain. <laughs> like you don't sit there for there hours. There isn't really a reward. The reward is that the guy, the sunglasses guy on the top of the screen smiles when you went because he didn't die. <laughs> that's all yeah, you need to get a smile out of him. <laughs> like, damn man, go outside. Throw the Minesweeper is like the opposite of a Skinner's fence. Box because you can just solve it. But it is possible, like the game itself is possible to get stuck. So not stuck, but uh, like it's yeah. possible. To, it's not a. You can get. You, it's you a can't, luck you, game as well. You can sometimes get backed into an un, an uncertain situation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm. But uh, when I was a kid, I thought it was just random, randomized bullshit. And then when I got older, I'm like, oh no, this is just like this is just a puzzle. Like it's solvable. Oh, you figured it out after. Yeah. Yeah. I learned, yeah, I yep. learned to play. Now, whenever Minesweeper shows up in a video game, I'm kind of like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do this for a few minutes. It's, it's kind of, it, uh, this, this is a nice break from all the fucking lights out they want me to play half the time. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's a good point. Light, uh, Minesweeper and the, just that, that simple, how Basically many Basically another Elder Puzzle, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of unbelievable that it doesn't get used more often in games. The two variations are Minesweeper and Picross. I don't know Picross. That's the one where each column in a row has a number, and that's how many of the pick of the squares in that row 
or, or oh, column right. is supposed to be filled in and it makes a picture when you're done. Mm -hmm. So you have to solve, you have to like processes of elimination, solve which ones are which. A similar, and then a, and it's not a, it's not on a grid, but a similar process of elimination logic puzzle is like the, there are five ladies sitting at a table. The lady to the left of the one with the blue dress is drinking a martini. And like, it's like, oh, okay. Each one of them has a, because it's a colored hat and each one of them has a drink that they have and they're all unique. And which one is, who's, which lady's sitting in the second slot? Like those fucking riddles. Which well, but those are those are okay. I think the, when it starts to involve a little bit more maths, is it's where just such a specific. A little... Those are just such a specific thing, though. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I also remember being in the the gifted and talented program as a fifth grader, <laughs> where we would just <laughs> do these fucking logic puzzles over and over again, and they were basically all the same when you get down to them. Like they all have the same methodology. You basically mm -hmm. just draw this like triangular grid that compares the two the, the assets against each other. And then you just essentially visually track down what you know based on all the information given to you. And then the moment any single thing gets made to be certain, you just draw an X on every single square that's above, below, left, or right, continue in any direction from the thing you know for sure. Because now, no, now nobody else can have that dress, or nobody else can have that drink, or nobody else mm -hmm. can be sitting in that position. So then, then, then just and that, that just leads to that just yeah. leads to like cascading solutions. We're like, oh, okay, now that I know that, I know these next four things because they just cross out everything else, and one of those wasn't dishonored. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's 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 just very common for people for for video game developers to just put, I need a yeah. puzzle for here. What what am I gonna do? I can't come up with a riddle <laughs> myself. That was just one of the weirdest it's, choices I've seen. Like, it was vaguely novel, and I was like, oh, I'm playing this weird puzzle. And it's not just one of the usual Elder puzzles, even though it is an Elder puzzle, but not one that video games lean on a lot. But, like, usually it's like, oh, here are your different skills you have in your immersive sim, and they'll give you different options for navigating the world, right, towards your goal. But in that one, it's like you could you could infiltrate the facility and sneak past all the guards and play a video game, or you could stand in front of this door for ten minutes and solve a logic puzzle and skip the level. Like I don't know what <laughs> like it's nice to beat a puzzle, I guess, but like the reward is just not playing the game. <laughs> it's like I don't who is it yeah. for? I think I solved the puzzle and then still went around and explored the rest of the world anyway. As well, you should. That is how you do. You beat that place. That's also <laughs> what I don't like about immersive sims a little bit is just the fact that like they're like, here's all the different ways you can approach the situation. But then like a jackass, I'll just compulsively try to go into every possible room I can every go into. Of course. So those those alternate ways of getting in ultimately amount to nothing because I end up opening like four of them <laughs> over the course of playing the level. And yeah. that's just. Yeah. I never like I, I never like take the path to my solution, both because it's a blind run, so I don't even necessarily know exactly where it is at first, and all, but also because I just want to compulsively look everywhere before I finish the level, <laughs> which feels like that, I'm running counter to the genre's premise. I think that's why Prey is so good because it rewards you for actually doing all the possibilities because yeah. the level design itself tells the story or part of the story anyway. So there's always some so many little tidbits and, and details that you get to learn the the, the Unless game world. Unless you break by... it. No, well, no. If The only way to break Prey, I think, is to trivialize the enemies, which is definitely possible. I, I like, I, I'm not I'm not done with the game yet, but yeah, you can, you can definitely trivialize the enemies. I think the puzzles themselves are mostly just Doom level style. Uh, go there and get the red key and go there and get the orange key. 
Well, and also remember when you get the shape shifting ability. I haven't. Really, I, uh, I have that, but I I don't want that. It sounds bad. I don't want that nope. thing. I got that immediately. That was like the first ability I <laughs> no. got, and I used it to get in. I used it to like turn myself into a can, and then use my size to break to, into a room that I couldn't yeah, get into. I know, I know. Um, I, I, I've thought of that, but I'm not gonna do that because I'm scared. The game was like, uh oh, wait a second. Uh, you should <laughs> no, but that's here. good. That's good. I think I mean, from the unless beginning, you did, unless you pulled out some really janky, weird platforming, I think that's generally what they want you to do. They specifically leave openings. They can yeah, get yeah. through as like a coffee cup. Yeah. No, no, it definitely was a like me running, run, like running my like the idea was that there was a gap at the very top of this like really blocked off room. So oh. like it has a, it has a room with a bunch of stuff and you're not supposed to get in it. You're supposed to like go around. There's a whole other way you're supposed to go. And I looked and I was like, there's enough room for me at the very top of this like stack. That I could fit a can in here, but I need to stack a bunch of shit so I could get on a can, like be a can, <laughs> oh, yeah. and jump to the thing. And so that's what I did. I just like, I forced myself in there to the point where like I got just enough in, and then I made myself back to human size because then the game had to come up with a like, fuck, where do we put this guy? And so it just <laughs> threw me on the opposite side of the door. And oh, I was like, Haha, I did it. it. And the game was like, uh, wait, no, uh, shit, okay. Uh, <laughs> and so like. It like skipped playing some like dialogue because it like there was supposed to be things happening before I got there, and it's like oh. <laughs> I was like ah good, nothing the is thing, perfect when I'm here. <laughs> like <laughs> the thing that I noticed was that if you were really thorough and got all the skill points early, and didn't do the main quest immediately or whatever stands for the main quest, uh, you can unlock basically all the things that normally are only, only unlockable to one of the paths. And so it adds a lot of possibilities for for the places that uh, that you are eventually gonna go into later. So it's like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna be important later, but I'm already looting it every, every everywhere. <laughs> I remember people. Then, I remember there was somebody that got mad at me because I I spent like three hours just f thoroughly exploring and looting the entire hub area. That's before how I, you play that before game. I went on like one objective. <laughs> so that, it has to be like that. Wasn't that one area for an eternity? But that's just it's oh, yeah, so explorable. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's absolutely how we play that game. It's just it's big. It's Why big isn't it going to Impa Energy? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, the the it's kind of funny the 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 elder puzzles in general. I never I growing up I never played like Mist or uh, that's the only one that I remember. Having oh Monkey Island as well, uh, and uh, there were a few others that I knew of that were puzzly games, but I never played them, and because um, I, I didn't have the games or didn't have access to them or whatever. Uh, but I did love the puzzles in specifically Baldur's Gate and the Bioware games uh, of old. Before uh, I say of old, but effectively by uh, Never Winter Nights. Uh, excuse me, Baldur's Gate one and two, and um, and the. Uh, it wasn't Bioware. It was uh, Lionheart. Lionheart also has some riddles. But the puzzles they do in those games are just riddles. They're like, they're simple. Some of them are really simple. Like, you know, uh, I have three legs and uh, no, at night, the, the, the one where at morning I have, I, I, I have four legs. At midday, I have two <laughs> legs. And at, you know the one? <laughs> so I have not four being... legs and I must ice skate. <laughs> It's the it's the one here, where you're a, it's a baby and an adult yeah. and an old yeah, but the thing is because I I'm but not a native speaker I did four legs and then on two legs and then on three, which I think was in Lord of the Rings, or Hobbit. 
Oh yeah, it wasn't Hobbit. That sounds like one of those. Reading Hobbit. <laughs> but the thing is, because of my growing up without those things, it just always felt that's, you know, new that's, and that's fresh. On, on top of being an elder puzzle, it's just someone stealing a riddle that people already yeah. know. <laughs> it's also it also doesn't necessarily ring true consistently. Not everybody needs a cane. Some people don't need Well, yeah. But it so, feels yeah, rewarding. Also, you not like, everyone has legs. <laughs> But, it, but you yeah, have like, not everyone has legs either, which is a again, that's a bad riddle. You need a riddle you, that universally works. It's an RPG. You have like ten options in the in the in the thing, and one of them is shadow, and the other one is nothing. And you're like, is it an egg? The no, like it's the, an older the, the stereotype, person. yeah, like the stereotypical <laughs> answers to a lot of the riddles are like egg, shadow, and time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't well, there think, wasn't really much going on in the in the beginning of time to, <laughs> yeah. to talk about besides those say, things. Yeah. <laughs> It's that sort of riddles fell out of out of uh usage pretty fast in the in the new millennium, I feel. Well they don't I mean, again, riddles riddles are supposed to be something that you you have to think about. You're you have to go like, hmm, hmm, what could it be? But like when everyone just copy paste the same fucking riddle over and over again, <laughs> everybody knows starts it. to yeah. become yeah, it starts to become really difficult. Like the there's, I I I cannot count how many times I've heard the one of like this one tells the truth and this one tells only lies. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna oh, figure out how to right. how to solve this one. I've never seen this. Lucky ever for you, I've never media. seen the labyrinth. Yeah, like lucky for you, I've never seen a like you just pull out a scroll and throw it on the ground and it just keeps going and going. It's like all of these things that use that exact fucking trope, like. But I think even riddles themselves as a as a trope, like I think, I mean, I think and you know how to solve that. You just ask it: Is this a good riddle? And whichever one says yes or no, they're both lying. <laughs> why? Why? Why both lying? Because it, it's never a good riddle. It's never but, a good one riddle. One says no. Yeah. Why? Why is he lying? He is because he. That's the one that's that's the one that's lying. Hmm. Mm, I don't because know. the thing if it's a if it's the riddle why is it going to say it's not a good riddle that would be so, that would be like oh, self i don't uh i didn't understand you know, what you'd, you'd be calling yeah. your, yourself a loser like right, no right, you're, right, you're, right. you're, you're it's not asking say the it's riddle a, to appraise itself yes, yeah exactly I didn't understand and that. so the riddle is yes. not going to say it's a shitty riddle but the one that's <laughs> the one that's so the one that's lying is going to say no and the one that says yes is a liar because it's a shitty riddle don't fucking lie to me it's a garbage riddle like you can't trick me here <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to your riddle. What I'm saying is that I think riddles as a as a trope have, have, have sort of fallen out of use, maybe. I got that impression, anyway. Maybe. Games don't do that anymore. Uh, Arkham Knight has an entire subplot There's, where you just do nothing it, but fucking riddles. It's the Riddler, <laughs> though. That's cheating. Yeah. It's not cheating. Like, I mean, the like Riddler a, at least has unique riddles that aren't like that generic crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the riddle Gotham needs, but, but not the one that they need right now deserve. or something. I hate, mm, I hate. What? That's one of them. I, I have always hated <laughs> that line. It's the first it's the one that literally uh, yeah. seeing Dark Knight in theaters when it's in the middle of being in the hype of being the best movie ever made. Oh my god, everyone loves it. I've always immediately hated that line. Like he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one he needs right. They need right now. It's like what a fucking awkward trash sentence to write. In Wait, your script. is that how the sentence goes? 
Yeah, he's the hero he's the that hero Gotham, Gotham deserves, deserves but, not but not the, the one he needs right now. It's a real right line in the movie. That doesn't even make sense. It would make more it, sense the other way around. It's just a really I mean, not awkward, sense, clunky sentence. It's so stupid sounding, yeah. and I hate it. I've always hated mm. it so much. It's also a lot longer. <laughs> Is that the first movie that you're referring to? The second of movie. The, oh, the second one. It's like after the Joker, like, kind of got oh yeah he kind he, yeah i won't spoil the ending but it's like it's like in a way he kind of won and in a way batman looks bad now so he's gonna like disappear now Woo. and it's like you just spoiled the ending and that stupid and line the quote happens is from commissioner gordon yeah it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a line Someone i mean it's it. batman no it's it's bound to have stuff like that yeah, but that Batman was a real is... rough. I hate. I just hate that sentence. It's so bad. <laughs> you know, one sentence that I like a lot, uh, not from superheroes, but not from Batman, uh, and everybody knows it because it's from Spider-Man, the best superhero. Um, the one about you know, with great power comes great responsibility. That yeah, sentence Spider-Man. is older than Spider-Man, more or less older, but. It's really like whenever somebody says it, it's most likely because of the influence of Spider-Man uh, yeah. and maybe the movies or whatever. And the uh, the 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 first Deus Ex by by you know the new Deus Exes, Deus Ex Human Revolution, mentions it by three different NPCs say the same line, and two of them say, "Oh, it's a little bit cheesy" or something to that extent, and they say, "Oh, it might be a little bit cheesy, but with great power comes great responsibility." And I'm like, "It's <laughs> not cheesy. You're just quoting Spider-Man and pretending that you don't know where it's from." <laughs> and I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's so kind of cheesy. It it is in the it's Deus Ex though. It's like, why, why, what are you doing quoting Spider-Man? It's just, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, it, I'm sorry. I just remind remember that because. You were talking about Batman, and I'm like, oh, I have another story that I can tell about something that is relevant to me. Ready for another question? Yes. Mm -hmm. Let's do another question. Anonymous asks, if you could erase one playthrough from your channel and the minds of your viewers, which one would it be and why? Also, would you erase it from your mind as well? I feel like we should treat that as as two separate questions. Yeah, those are two separate questions. Because hmm. I guess if you if you were erasing something from your channel and, and the minds of your viewers, then you're probably like, it's like a shameful memory that you wish you could undo from your entire channel and just, and just like not have it anymore as like part of your history. And in that way, then you might also wish you could erase it from your own memory, too. <laughs> but I just can't help but yeah. think that like there's the that the second half also turns into that question of like, if you could re-experience the game for the first time. Yeah, I think it's two different. If I can choose two games, I for the two different reasons, then I I do choose two games. For for the it's not that I'm ashamed of having played the game or or anything. I think the game is fun. But for the the first option, uh it's a game called Phantom Doctrine and I I have an episode uh, let's play of around 110 episodes. Oh my god. Uh it's it's a pretty long game. It's like XCOM. It's uh, yeah. It's I remember it was stealth. kind of on my to do list. Yeah, at one point it's at not, least. It's not. The thing is, 
I, I don't get many comments because I don't have that many views. And nobody mentioned anything wrong with that Let's Play. I was just having fun. Sometimes people would say, oh, this and that, whatever. But uh, nobody said anything. Nobody noticed anything. But starting from episode, like, 40, I want to say, up to episode 98, 99s around there, I could have finished the game, but I didn't realize what I had to do. So I spent, like, <laughs> the vast majority of the Let's Play <laughs> replaying missions that I didn't have to replay. Oh no! It's like an XCOM <laughs> where you un you've unlocked the final mission, but you don't realize it, so you, you just keep yeah. looping forever. <laughs> yep, yep, that's oh absolutely my. what happened. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's like it's my fault, but it's also the game's fault because the UI is more complicated than it needs to be. It's one I mean, of those that, UIs that's that can... really that that's really remarkable and how it reflects <laughs> on the game. Yeah, if you have pl are playing that long without even understanding that you can beat the game. Yeah, but that, I mean, it's a repetitive nuts. game. In, in its nature so it like it doesn't grow too old because you know it's another mission let's do another mission it's new and i'm leveling my characters up and whatnot <laughs> but i did the vast majority of the let's play like totally stomp it when you got to the ending oh yeah absolutely it was like super easy <laughs> but uh <laughs> i mean it's just yeah so if i could delete i mean i can delete the let's play it's not it's not a problem but if i could take back i would take that one back i'm trying really and hard other... to think of like yeah anything that i'm like like any playthrough that i'm like ashamed of or whatever yeah, i'm trying to think of a playthrough that i I, I would not there's want. individual episodes that i wouldn't want to like cauterize the entire playthrough out of existence for <laughs> <laughs> like the um, ending of near automata getting just just annoying forever I also had a particular oh. string of like around episode 29 of various playthroughs would be around the time I'd have like a cursed moment happen like in uh, like in uh, Outer Wilds and Metroid Prime like it's, it's usually right around episode 29 is when I have like <laughs> I had like three different playthroughs where it was like that in, that infuriating episode that everyone's mad at like when I struggle with the puzzle in Outer Wilds with the with the quantum stuff and in a and then in uh, Metroid Prime was like the Pirate King or whatever the fuck, where it was like, how the fuck do I damage it? And I'm like, it wasn't working and I kept trying and I was getting tilted more and more. And then <laughs> I, th I think even my like, I'm going to just stay here on this island because I'm terrified. And last episode, and I need to recover it from it in Subnautica. I think that was also around episode 29. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But those are all like, great playthroughs. You mentioned Outer Wilds, and Outer Wilds is definitely the game that I would like to forget so yes. I can play it again. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, exactly that, what my that answer an is. One. Yeah. And oh. I think oh. I th it's probably going to be forever. Not, not forever. They might come up, you know, video game developers as a whole might come up with a better game than Outer Wilds within my lifetime. Yeah. But for a long time, it's probably going to be the game that I wish I could forget. Whereas for play, there's like playthroughs that i would that uh where it turns out midway through like oh this game's trash and i'm gonna have a horrible time and then i go and beat the game but like i feel <laughs> like those are like informative or whatever like i feel like deleting those is counterproductive yeah and it's like it's fine it's people can just be like i don't like this and i'm just gonna not watch it and like that's fine just don't watch it go away so if anything, if the, I'd, the ones I'd want to sear, like delete off the channel, which I just could right now, uh, that's is yeah. incomplete playthroughs. Like mm. especially like in the earlier years before I was full time, when it was much more common for an incomplete playthrough to happen, even if I didn't mean for it to happen, like uh, the quest 
was like a tile, like first person dungeon crawler where you moved on a grid and all that. And it was like retro graphics. And I did like 10 episodes and then just stopped one day. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight, uh, Shibuya Scramble, which maybe one day we'll like go back to. But for all I know, we might just have to start over from scratch anyway. So it'd be like, kind of wish I just never did the first playthrough or like uh, Persona 5. I did like a couple of episodes before the news came out that I wasn't allowed to do a let's play of it because the company's shit and those just sit there. And oh, I you never deleted those? No, I probably should have just deleted them because it just leads to people like just irritating fanboys uh, leaving shitty comments because they because Atlas can do no wrong. So they just insult me instead. And it's like, all right, <laughs> go, go away. It's really hard. I'm like trying to think of yeah, you're trying to think, think of like something game. you're ashamed of, right? Like Yeah, I don't really have games that I'm ashamed of. I mean, cuz you would have just not uploaded it. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are games that I like I I'm not happy with how some series turned out because I think I was more negative than I would have liked. Yeah. But I I genuinely like generally stand by what I said. I figured like you would just be like, I wish 999 never happened. <laughs> so no, I would have never experienced make, that, that the two games. That doesn't make the game not exist. That's what I want. <laughs> but I don't you want would, to forget you'd be, it. I, you'd be I, blissfully unaware of how much you hate it yeah, if you erased it from the channel. I, I and, the, and, you're, but that's, and then the audience wouldn't expect you to play this, the next games because they never, you never would have played the previous games before. Like, but that doesn't, again, that oof. doesn't solve the problem. Like that's that's putting a bandaid over a gash. Like you need to <laughs> you need to remove you need to remove the pl the plague, not just cure the sick people. Like and the nine 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 should shouldn't exist on this plane of existence. Would you would you delete like, Tokyo Jungle? No, I like Tokyo Jungle. I had fun with it. I I if anything, I wish that our playthrough of Tokyo Jungle was powerful enough to get a Tokyo Jungle two to get fucking made. Yeah. Like, powerful enough to just make it like a you'd be like the thing. northern lion of fucking tokyo jungle it's like oh no, man I'm i don't so want to keep playing <laughs> i don't want to keep playing tokyo jungle one over and over again that i is, just want another that tokyo is jungle, to this day but even like i've literally gone onto a new channel and i'm a full-time let's player and tokyo jungle is still my most successful playthrough ever <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> And I re-uploaded most of it so... or all of it on my channel, and it did not get those views. It just has like a few I mean... hundred videos views per video. But the ones on our original channel straight up have, like, I think the least viewed episodes of, of like a 20 plus episode series have like 18,000 views. And the ones with the yeah. most have like That's, over yeah. 200,000. <laughs> uh, the lo it looks like the... Let me see. I can sort by views. It's so really yeah, the, yes, episode, it's funny. episode one has 207,000 views. Yeah. It's the SEO juice. It's funny looking um, back at that, and it's like it's a career-defining playthrough practically on some level. And it's like, yeah. oh, you mean like the like less than the base level that most successful channels have? The lowest. <laughs> like so the Game Grumps or whatever ever, uploads uh, a playthrough, and it's like, oh, man, we're going to cancel this series. It's not doing very well. It only has like 600,000 views per video. <laughs> <laughs> so the, yeah the yeah. lowest uh lowest views was episode 20 at 8000 oh no oh no but yeah <laughs> the, the, tokyo jungle is like ridiculously popular for some reason uh 
I don't know why. Womp, but I womp. wouldn't want to erase that from existence. I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess if I like had to twist my own arm, I would probably say. I guess I, honestly, I would just say like fucking Honey Pop too. Your current playthrough. That's, yeah, that's the answer for both. Like, I want, I, I don't want to remember Honey Pop two, and I don't want anybody else to remember I played Honey Pop two. Like, it's just such a bad game. It's just, it's, uh, it's so unredeemable, and I could not, no, like, even marijuana couldn't make me have fun with Honey Pop two, which is really impressive. Like, wow, it really, it really takes a game to be like suboptimal shit to not be fun while your, your mind isn't even. Uh, cognizant of what being upset feels like like it it's just so bad and i don't i wish i could just forget about it i i just feel so angry thinking about it every time i just watched a couple of episodes and it, i i can't i can't understand i mean i it's not a good game but i can't understand your hate towards it it feels Be it because there's it's a sequel to a game that had Everything except, like, the only thing that was different about Honey Pop 1 that was, like, the only thing bad about Honey Pop 1 was that the mechanics of the game weren't as interesting. It was a very generic match 3 game. And Honey Pop 2 adds a little bit of flavor that I like. It adds a lot of fucking shit that I don't like, but it adds some things to the mechanic that are more interesting. And then everything else just got fucking destroyed. So all of the good parts from Honey Pop 1 just got thrown on the ground, pissed on, and thrown in the trash. And like, what? Why? Why did you do that? What the fuck compelled you to get rid of the only good things from your game? It's like, it's like, it's like if you played Sonic 1 and then played Sonic Adventure. And you're like, what the oh, fuck no. happened? Like, what did you do to this? Like, Sonic <laughs> was fun, and then you made this. What the fuck is this? What, what is Sonic Adventure but just a pile of shit with a Sonic character on it? Like, what did you do? And like that's what Honey Pop Two feels like. You're like, I I think I get it. There's a there's a mechanic I can see that you wanted to keep, which is like gotta go fast. But what the fuck is the rest of this garbage? You fucked up. And like, that's what Honey Pop Two is like. It's just, oh, you want to talk to girls? Too bad all of them suck now. You don't want to interact with a single fucking one of them. And you're like, oh oh, I hope that's not important. It's like that's the whole game. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, it can't be that bad. You gotta talk to two of them at a time. Fuck, dude. Two, all the time. two characters is it, is it all that the suck? Time? Like, yes, every fucking date <laughs> is two fucking garbage characters. And you're like, Jesus Christ, dude. Okay, like, I understand, yeah. Why would you the, notice the, that the writing was, was bad? The yeah. end of the game is like, oh, is aren't these characters shit? What if we made you randomly play with random characters that you don't like? And you're like, all right, I just fucking, Why would they I wanna be go double home dates? and I don't. <laughs> Why would that happen that way? Be because, because the fucking like, the, because the, mechanically speaking, they wanted to make it challenging, and so to make it challenging, they gave each girl a stamina bar, and so you have to switch between <laughs> each girl so that her stamina doesn't go completely down. But on top of that, each girl has their own fucking baggage, which is a like uh, a passive that makes it problematic to play so like one girl may say okay well if you want to re uh, get stamina all stamina tokens no matter what always go to this girl instead you, the other girl never gets stamina tokens and you're like fuck okay great and so the game like understands that this is literally the stupidest fucking decision ever made and gives you an item that you can give to the girls as a date gift which is just removes baggage 
What? Hmm. The why is it fucking here? So I just went and I bought every single removes baggage item and gave it to every single girl. And then when you start the date, you can just give it to them and it lasts for like pretty much the whole date. So you can just ignore this entire mechanic for a good <laughs> portion of the date. And you're like, then why the fuck is it here? And then it, you can't choose the wow. baggage. So each girl gets three random baggages and it just picks one of them every time you show up. So you need to have this inventory full of fucking date gifts and you need to hot swap them depending on the baggage and depending on the girl and like what she likes and doesn't. It's just, it's so overly bloated and fucking abysmal to play. And like Honey Pop One was just, hey, make sure to give girls a gift if you need help on the puzzle and make sure to feed them so you could get more uh, moves to start with. And you're like, oh, this is cute. Okay. And you give them food so you can talk to with more. And the more you talk with them, the more you know about them. And then they'll ask you questions like, hey, I told you what my favorite ice cream is. Do you remember? And then you tell them like, yeah, I remember your favorite <laughs> oh, ice cream fun. was fucking eating my ass. And then like, they go, oh, thanks. <laughs> and then they like give you, you know, they like give you something for that where they like give you a, a reward for that. And you can use that reward later. But Honey Pop 2 is like, just, just do the, just ask me questions. Just ask me questions. I'm like, but do you like going outside? I fucking hate outside. I'm like, why the fuck did I ask you then? <laughs> God. <laughs> like, it's just everything. Everything about Honey Pop 2 is pulling teeth out of your mouth. Like, with your own fingers. Like, you can't even use a tool to do it. You have to fucking slowly slip your fucking fingers off of wet teeth trying to pull it's them out. It's such a, It sucks. Where Honey Pop 1 is like, oh, you know, it's okay. Like it's not it's not like groundbreaking, but it's not an like it's not offensive. You just walk you just walk away from it like, all right, cool. I fucked anime girls with a match three puzzle game. That's cute. <laughs> but like <laughs> hashtag but like honeypot Honeypop two is just the opposite. We're like when you have sex with the girls, like get the fuck out of here. I'm done with you. Please just fucking leave. God, if I have to look at you again, I'm gonna kill myself. And then it's like, well, you gotta have sex with them three more times. It's like. Why? That's why. That's, like writing is so important, man. It's it's impressive that you make a game where the entire crux of it is just fuck anime girls, and you don't want to do that. Like you don't <laughs> want to do the one thing about the game. Like how? How did you? How? How did you fuck this up? And it's like, and I get it. Again, this is what happens when you let one fucking guy write an entire video game. Like. Oh no, you was need, that how it works? Yeah, it's just the fucking one guy who wrote. There's, oh, you yeah. can literally look at the credits and it goes music, art, programming, everything. But there's no one, no writing credits. Huh, that's weird. I wonder who could have written this fucking schlock. And then you look on Honey Pop 1's writing credits and it's like, oh, the creator of the game. Oh, mm. you. You mm. just didn't get fucking feedback on your garbage script. He, it's just. It feels, it definitely feels like somebody who wrote a thing with an assumption that they had the ability to do it and they did not have the ability to do it. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's fine, again, because in Honey Pop 1, it was very tame. Like, the writing wasn't gonna, it's nothing to write home about, but it's not offensive. It's just like, oh yeah, there's this girl. You know, like, the obvious girls that you, you would be interested in. But this one only picks bad tropes. Like, the original, the Honey Pop 1 had, like, you know, oh, it's the sexy teacher character, like college teacher t character. And it's, oh, there's like the school girl, like college school girl, or there's like the shy nerd girl or adult film actress. But like Honey Pop <laughs> 2 is like, oh, what if we had a suicidal goth kid? What if we had a fucking 
I, I don't even know what it is. Like semi-human fucking girl who just... I don't even know. Rave girl? It, I can't even describe her character. Semi-human human rave, rave like, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she, she literally... Like your introduction to her is, Hi, who the fuck are you? And she goes, I'm willing to fuck you and anybody you want because I want to make the butterfly people happy. And I'm like... I. Oh no. I'm just gonna go home now. Like, uh, skip, 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 skip. Like, there's a girl who canonically doesn't bathe or shower. Uh, there is, um, the Gold stank Digger girl. who, yeah, the stank, stank girl. girl. There's, uh, there's Gold Digger who owns the entire native island. There is girl who is native to island that is owned by Gold Digger girl, which is not great also that character (laughs) has a native american skin but she's not native american which is um not great uh not a great look but um there is then they bring back characters from honey pop one because they just couldn't they couldn't write enough unique characters so they're like oh we have to bring back some of these characters that were well written because otherwise this game's just unredeemable you have uh non-committal boring like girl uh you have what is it uh what's what's the other fucking person i don't, I don't remember what the other didn't person you, now is oh we had, there's a we had some like, like troll obvious... polls on our channels didn't you do one that was just here what's your what's the best girl in honey pop 2 and, yeah, and, I, and you I, listed all the worst ones only the worst yeah i picked all the worst <laughs> ones uh, and most of the comments were people just upset, like, I can't believe you didn't put such and such. Like, yeah, I know. Is it really <laughs> annoying that, like, half of the cast are unredeemable shit? Like, God. It's just... I, I specifically... I was so vengeful that I, w- I, took, I took the worst character in the entire game and skipped all of... Like, did not do any dates with her until the very end. So it was just back-to-back-to-back dates with Oof. this awful character. And people are just like, I don't know why you're just going to punish yourself. It's like, no, this is a punishment for everyone. We're all being punished for this. <laughs> it's just, it was just not well, great. Yeah. So Andrew, I, I, if they I can could, skip, if they can skip in the video, you can't. If, if magic was real, I if would I know anything about the, from too. Going by the comments, if I know anything about the fucking self-control people have, they can't skip, apparently. No, they can't. <laughs> They repeatedly no, no, yeah. show people, they don't know how to skip ahead. They'll just complain the whole time. Like every comment on Honey Pop is just people like, please stop playing the game. And like, yeah. it's like why? Why would I stop playing? Like, I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to bail out. I'm going to follow through with the comments that I said. I'm going to show you exactly why this game is shit. And I'm going to do it by my own accord. Like, I'm not just going to say it's a shit game and walk away. I'm not a coward. Like people will just I'll hit a segment of a video fears. and they just know, they'll just know to they'll tell themselves, like they know for a fact, I'm not going to like the next 20 minutes of this video. I know what part's coming <laughs> up and all of it's going to be not fun to watch. And what do they do? They fucking watch it. And then they complain that they watched it. And it's like, yeah. you knew. <laughs> it's like, there's a <laughs> format to this. You knew what that part was going to be. And you're just going to complain about it. That's what they do. It's like... Yeah, it's like watching Cyberpunk where someone's like, I, why are you playing 40 episodes of Cyberpunk if you don't like it? It's like, why are you watching it? It's always a self-defeating argument every yeah. time someone says you shouldn't play something. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, <laughs> I specifically, I like, and I wasn't shy about why I play these games either. Maybe, like, maybe they need got, to open their I, moms a tiny bit, bit, please. Once I got to like, <laughs> ha- like once I got to think like episode three or four of Honey Pop 2, I like basically just took time at the end of the episode. I was like, all right, look, I'm going to talk about shit and I'm going to explain exactly why this game's fucking garbage. 
and going forward exactly what like I'm playing this game for, which is just to show you just how fucking bad it is. Yeah. And like that's I did the same thing with Cyberpunk. I was like, look, I'm playing this game. I fucking hate RPGs and I have no interest in Cyberpunk, but it's a shit show and we're gonna see just how bad of a shit show it is. And so like that's the whole premise. I'm playing a game that I know I'm not gonna like and I know it's full of fucking garbage bugs and I'm gonna be frustrated. But the point is to show you that this is a video game that literally came out for 60 <laughs> fucking dollars out to the open world. Like someone literally sent this to a fucking distributor to get sent to people's homes. Like that's this fucking happened. No, like that's the, the whole that point portion of the that. audience is is just constantly like what Jason Statham. Wait, no, that's the bald that? guy, isn't it? What? I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking of the Vin guy Diesel? from. Uh, no, I was Rock? thinking of the guy. The guy from. Uh, Arrested Development. The main mm. character. Oh, oh, Toby. What's his name? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't remember what his act. Uh, Tobias Funky. Development act. Not Tobias. Uh, they, no, it's not the not the uh, Jason Bateman. Not Jason Statham. There we go. <laughs> oh. It's that's I, it's the first time I've had to process how similar their names are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like the Jason Bateman moment in Arrested Development where he's, he goes in the the freezer and there's a, a paper bag that says dead dove inside. And so he pulls it out of the freezer and he opens it and looks inside and then closes it and says, I'm not sure what I expected. Because <laughs> there's just a dead dove inside. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't lying. Because yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's like, yeah. it's like uh, the guy that plays Bojack Horseman was like, a magician i think and killed one of his birds or some shit like that kind of yeah. some shenanigans happened but like it's just that like they're, they're, they're like it's like when somebody hits episode 10 of 999 and they decide that they hate our playthrough of the game and then they just power through all the way through the entirety of that game and zero escape i'm just like i don't know why you're <laughs> like this you seem miserable and like reading your comments makes like... me miserable so i usually just like once i see that they're settling in to just be insufferable i just ban them and so i don't have to hear see their comments anymore it's like all right that's it enough of you like... goodbye it seems it is like impressive. the most innocuous innocuous case of sunk cost fallacy ever because the sunk cost is so little it's yeah. like it's, i just, you're I, my, <laughs> I don't know my thing is like i there are very clear videos that i'm having a good time with and i you can go you, watch. You can tell what they are because they don't have views. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look for the ones with the least views. Those are the ones that I had fun with. Yeah. Uh, it's the like, algorithm. It's the algorithm, Andrew. It's because you, you. Oh, I'm sure. If people don't like you, they comment about it, and that makes the video do better. It, it does. You, yeah. But if you're but just that's being the pleasant, only reason why no one Pop says anything. As well as good... Yeah. Oh, do you think? But there's YouTube like a. Be a... Hmm? Uh, I was gonna ask. Do you think YouTube would be a better, a better? platform if uh videos with fewer comments would would get no up no i mean i don't think that the i think the algorithm taking comments into account is just kind of a problem in general yeah it's, it's up there with like twitter and trending where it's just like there's this just yeah. makes the website worse like i know why trending exists because it makes it feel like there's a daily event that's happening on twitter and everyone look at the thing that's happening because otherwise it's just like I don't know what the three people that I follow post today. Ooh. But that's the best part of Twitter. Because it, it, it's the difference between being Facebook, where it's just like, <laughs> here's the handful of people that I'm like, in a, like I have like a friendship with and they're my mutuals. And like, that's just the whole website versus like, here's stuff to make you check back no, every day. What What's trending today? Oh my God. Engage with this. You should 
respond to the trending thing. And so, like, if you go to the fucking anything that's trending, it's just like it's basically just spam. Like, it's so many people feeling the need to interact. It's like opening the fucking stream chat to a massive stream that has so much chat that it's just like like you can't even read any of the messages because <laughs> it's going by so fast yeah and and in many cases it's like everyone's mad at somebody so then it's just that happening at that speed but all directed at somebody <laughs> like just mm-hmm. burning them <laughs> just just to the ground like I, I i've been comparing it to shirley jackson's lottery where it's just like nope oh, that person drew the, the black spot everyone throws stones at them today <laughs> and that's just the website <laughs> over and over again and like trending does that trending makes it be like here's the big popular thing where everyone's mad at somebody so here, click this tab, and it'll it'll bring up a bunch of tweets about that thing. Inform yourself incorrectly, usually, in like 30 seconds. And now, based on your misinformation about what the situation's about, now start throwing stones. And then that and that and then it snowballs more, because as the, the more people snow uh, throw stones, the more it trends for longer, which leads to more people seeing it on trending, and it just but keeps going just, and going. That's just, just social media in general, though. It that didn't feel. used to be. <laughs> no. It, no 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 social media so, used to be like really social dumb media used to be going, myspace I, yeah oh you i have, mean yeah yeah but when used i used to have 20 to be, friends I mean, and that was the whole website and you just you, like facebook decorated your stupid we, you decorated your stupid web page and even facebook didn't used to be like that either facebook used to be like oh we took the thing and like now all of your friends instead of you having to go to their website basically and look at it Instead, it's going to be like now there's the wall and it's like a feed of everyone's posts, yeah. but it's all your friends posts still. And it was I, it, it even used to be in chronological order and not algorithmic. And that was nice. When I made when I made my Facebook account, God, it was still tr- the it was still back when you had to have an account to watch pictures, to see pictures, because it was it used to be like that. You wouldn't be able to see posts, basically, unless you had an account. You were, I think you had to be friends with the people. I don't even... I mean, generally speaking, like, the Facebook website even now much. wants you to have an account to use it in any real way. Yeah, but it's it, not like It gives, it gives you a prompt. Where, yeah. Or Snapchat or something. Yeah. Or Instagram, Instagram, you're like, oh, look at this guy's image gallery. And then you scroll down nope. by like one screen in its length. And it's like, you have to log <laughs> in now. I'm like, you fucker. I don't, don't even know what my password is. I don't want an Instagram <laughs> account. It's just this person apparently just posts art on Instagram. And I just wanted to scroll a little bit dicks yes yeah, that's, that's, that's my experience not joining this yeah but instagram is facebook owned as well. by, facebook, by facebook so yeah yeah, yeah. but it used I, to be good i remember i remember fucking reading long long rants by andrew when threads didn't exist yet and he would just post a hundred tweets ranting about something sometimes and i'd be like driving through the desert i remember specifically like i stopped at a subway uh, with Max and we were like taking a break in the middle of a long trip and you were in the middle of ranting about something for like a hundred tweets straight and threads didn't exist so they were just separate tweets but you could actually yeah. read them back then because uh, Twitter used to be chronological oh so you would just scroll oh, I mean, it still the... it can no be. why not it's just not chronological can... that's just not how the website you can works see latest... you can see latest tweets you click on the thingy it it fights yeah, you. Latest, it tries really hard to trick you. It does. It does. And, you're, you're, and, and you're, like your feed thing. will randomly teleport around, and it'll glitch That's out. That's the worst and thing. And then, in many cases, you, you'll thing. be scrolling, and it's like we're never gonna let you reach the top of the feed. So they'll start repeating the same tweets over and over again. <laughs> like motherfucker. Yeah. You can scroll so hard that you have repeating tweets and still have not seen tweets that happened in the time frame of those tweets because it algorithmically just chose which things happen. Like I noticed That's that when I was when I was trying to get voice people for the the bouncer loading screens, 
the initial post about how that how I was going to do that potentially got a decent amount of interactions and whatnot. But then when I actually posted the thread trying to get people to volunteer, that one got like no interactions and it seemed to be just algorithmically suppressed. And then I would try retweeting it, but that wouldn't work either. So then I ultimately I gave up and I was like, hey, so I made a post about like uh, signing up for like the voice roles if you want to uh, just find it on my profile. And that's what got the most like interactions and viewership. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> This, this website just chooses yeah. which tweets count for me somehow. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It's um, it's the problem with the algorithm. It's just like that you have to, as a viewer, you uh, and when I say a viewer, obviously not in this case that you're talking about because you're the the content creator of the tweet about thing. But as a a, a viewer and a consumer of the website, and it, it, YouTube is the same thing. You have to actively fight the algorithm to. Oh, yeah have any control whatsoever otherwise you just like feed me things to my eyes and then that's part of why twitter is ends. such a horrifying toxic like like aggressive place because like i have to yeah. like because what, what the algorithm likely does is I, i'd make a tweet and it shows it to like three people and if they don't interact with it then it's like uh oh, that tweet must suck let's not show it to more people so you got to be like incendiary you got to rile people up everything's got to have a cause and there's got to be a thing that you're indignant about and there's got to be like a thing like like you bet your ass my tweet always does well when i'm like and here's a massive problem with youtube <laughs> but when i'm like here's mine a picture is, of rocks <laughs> it's like mine no, is fuck all, you. always the opposite whenever i post something about uh, about something that matters nobody likes but then i post <laughs> cats or something and then i like that I like yeah cats. that also that that's that's a grabby thing <laughs> yeah well that's the that catches the attention. That is why mm -hmm. I use Twitter specifically for looking at art. Mm -hmm. I think everyone because said it's... what playthrough they would delete or what or tried to. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yep. I believe we answered the question. Yep. Uh, Hung Ming Chu asks, uh, "What are your favorite least favorite creatures animals?" least favorite then what are your favorite and least favorite mythical creatures and what is the most interesting incorporation of these creatures in the media to you hmm so i guess what's your My... favorite and least favorite uh real and then not real creature my <laughs> least favorite i'm trying to think my least favorite animal is really tough my least favorite animal is probably geese. They are I mean, really sharks. weird. I never <laughs> dealt. I never dealt with sharks. You can't. How I mean, the you're fuck from often are you running into sharks, bud? Yeah. I learned young. That doesn't count. It's a game. It's... Otherwise, I'm gonna say zerg. Uh, I mean, I also, I, mean, I, I, I also hate sharks in real life. <laughs> in fact, no, you might say fair. more. It, <laughs> <laughs> Again, the unlikeliness. Well, but still, uh, sharks are a thing that you can have have a fear of, and it's it's yeah. I, I don't lot, like geese because cool they're just real life. Geese are weird because they're curious creatures, but they're very very cautious all the time because obviously they they're not predators, but they're really yeah. curious. And uh, my my uh, grandmother has a farm, and she has some always has some geese. And they they'll just attack you. They I mean not as in like obviously if if they decide to attack you as in aggressively they will. But you can just you know shoot them around and they're they're okay. But they'll like if you're like I was I think I was like thirteen or fourteen. I was helping my uh, my grandfather with a 
think it was the tractor or something to do with the machine. I was just like bent over um, and just like dealing with the things. And the geese would just come behind me completely silent. And, and just they were doing it on purpose, and just and ever since then I don't like them. <laughs> they, they were absolutely doing it on purpose, and they would just snap snap at me. And I wonder like, if hmm, I should go. This? I wonder if I should go hunting and go find our old podcast that's just like Andrew's geese story and repost it somewhere because that's like year <laughs> I, one. No one has seen I that clip. Yeah, I don't. But he has, I don't, a, he I has don't. A, a geese story from the very beginning. I have a lot of geese stories. Ever since... I remember we were specifically huddled or huddled up in the middle of your garage facing each other around like one microphone <laughs> during that recording. Yeah. Yeah, Geese they're are... they're weird creatures because you can't tell what they're thinking. They don't have facial I mean... emotions. <laughs> I don't I don't need to tell what they're thinking. They're shifty. They might geese. be scared. They might be There's scared. All... They might be curious. They want to eat you. Geese don't Geese don't have authority in my world. They peck. peck. They peck. Yeah, it's things. Yeah, I've got two arms. I can karate chop their neck in half. Like but I don't want to hear about them coming. That's when that's you when see them, them coming. How do you not see them? How do you not see them coming? They can't sneak up on you. They did. They do. If you're working They're on something. literally the worst sneaking creatures. They are very they, quiet. They will. They will slowly walk to you. Huh? Huh? Huh. No, huh. they peck at you. Huh. It's worse than chickens. Chickens are also bad, but they at least they make always make noise because you know how chickens work. They like, <laughs> they're a two-stroke engine bark, 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 all the time. But geese, geese, geese lack better. Geese lack any ability to avoid you in a real face-to-face combat. That's you true. Have both, I'm not saying you have both legs and arms that have I'm not higher saying... reach and more mobility than they have anything to do with you. Yeah, I'm not saying that on a on a like a, a, a honorable honorable confrontation i would be beaten by geese even a dishonorable would. confrontation one in a peck, dishonorable co- it's over they are what they are bad one peck all like you them. do is you swipe around with your arm <laughs> up put your arm around their neck like put their head in a headlock i can't do squeeze that my, as hard as you my can my grandmother doesn't done over my it you can snap their me. neck that easily it's easy to kill a goose just right. done you d- I have ki- you know what? I've actually killed a goose, but n- not that like that. That's that's inhumane. <laughs> How that's inhumane? <laughs> yeah, you need to knock their heads out. You need to uh so they don't Inhumane the is letting them live on the same planet, breathing the same oxygen as me. That's inhumane. To, to butcher a, go- a, a goose, you need to to knock them out first cuz every day they, they live, they're lucky. That's all I have to say about geese. <laughs> They're weird creatures, and like dogs, you can always tell. dogs are super easy to tell what they're thinking. But like every creature, you can tell, it's including spiders like or snakes. Specifically I don't evolved. know about that. <laughs> I, don't, geese are, I don't think I can. Are evil. I don't think I can really tell what like a moose is thinking. I, There's actually I've a storyline in, in Beastars that's specifically around like a type of desert fox, I think, that doesn't have like facial muscles to express mm. emotions. <laughs> And so no one, no one can ever tell what she's thinking throughout the entire thing, because she doesn't oh, make, cool. she never makes any faces. Oh, that's cool. Beastars just I has mean, obviously... like cul-de-sacs every now and then, like the chicken from season one. Yeah, yeah, just like little off stories. Which is like the best episode of the season somehow. The uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to think like what. Okay, so what is sharks so are the worst animal, animal on the planet because they're a missile with teeth, and they they're exclusively exist in a situation. 
They exclusively <laughs> exist in a situation where you are completely disadvantaged and incapable of defending yourself, basically. They're not as dangerous as people make them out to be. Yeah, but they're horrifying. Well, <laughs> I mean, that depends they, on which shark you run little. into, though. Yeah, there's sharks that are a little bit more weird. I mean, you're already in the ocean abyss, which is a bad start. That's, yeah, that's where the, that's the problem. It's not the sharks that's the problem, yeah. it's the ocean. Because <laughs> the, the ocean, ocean is basically abyss. a desert, but cubed. Instead of being squared, it's yeah. like cubed. It's it's bad for everywhere. Like my favorite, I mean, like favorite animals are like like dogs and wolves are great, and then pangolins are just fucking cool. And then have you ever seen a brown hyena? It's got the most no, boring name, so it sounds not interesting. Oh, it's but it's actually a the, really cool, weird hyena. Is it the ones with the the ears that are like really cute? Yeah, and he's got I mean, like he's, he's got like super long hair on his body, but then short hair that's striped on his legs. So he he looks like a muppet. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, yeah. He's really he's really funny looking. This, he is very one, funny looking. Yeah. There's one you can find if you're image searching. There's one where the, he's kind of running. He's kind of walking while kind of looking like looking like he's smiling, <laughs> and he just looks like he's hiding. He, he looks like two people under like. One of those yeah. like, those like floats or like those like fake bodies, like like the Chinese dragon like float or whatever the fuck it's called, where people yeah. just stand under it and hold it up. Like it just looks like a fake animal. <laughs> it's just really, it's just really funny. No, the, the brown hyena is really cool, and his name is way more boring. So it sounds like you're just talking about a hyena. There's My a few favorite different, animal. There's like a spotted oh yeah, and striped hyena. Oh, that's that's the one that has a fucking mohawk on on its entire spine. I wasn't going to mention, like, wild animals because I have very little experience with them. So my favorite animal is a cat. But if yeah. I... <laughs> it's a cat. But if I uh, were to mention a wild animal, I would say the... the and it's, they're also domesticated, but, yeah, the, the minks. And then there's another one that's like a mink, but it has a different name. They're like hmm. they're little rodents that, you know what they, you know what they are, right? No. I know what a mink is. I, I know what a mink, mink is, but I don't know yeah. what, like... Oh, there, there's other, just other type. Yeah, ferret. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, ferret okay. and mink. Okay. Yeah. Kind of I was going to like, if I type ferret, I just get a streamer. <laughs> I mean, if I get... <laughs> I mean, sorry. If I get if I type minks, I just get a, a streamer. Yeah, mink. M-I-N-K. Yeah, M-I-N-X is a streamer. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think, But I minks think are really cool. And uh, she's, I think she's Scottish. I forget. I don't know. Um, no, ferrets are cute. They are. I I would say favorite animals in emu. Emu are cool. Uh, least favorite but, animal is a panda. <laughs> really? Because it's gonna be yeah. I was gonna say it's a rant about him being a useless fuck. We're like, well, just why, <laughs> you won't even fuck right. Why won't you breed? You just eat grass <laughs> all are. day, and yeah. it's so bad that you do it all the time. No, not even eat grass. They eat one specific type of grass only. Yeah, like, the, the hardest to eat grass. <laughs> worthless. The one that's just, just good, basically. I there are a lot of there are a lot of animals I don't want to go extinct. Pandas can just fucking leave. I don't. I won't <laughs> miss them when they're gone. Goodbye. Wait a minute. Emus like, out of the. I was thinking the wrong bird. You like emus? What, what? They're scary. Emus? Thinking, yeah, emus are great. <laughs> Yeah, emus are just like bird. emus are better ostriches. Ostriches suck. They They're like are. shitty That's true. fucking birds. That's true. Yeah. yeah. 
but emus are adorable. They're like all little fluffy birds, and they got uh, they got like short little stupid necks. Muppet face. Yeah, they got little <laughs> Muppet faces. They're adorable. I love them. There was a uh, yeah, ostriches uh, was are a just farm. scary in person. <laughs> they are yeah. ostriches. Just yeah, they just they feel too proud of themselves. I don't like that shit. Get <laughs> They're out also here. taller also than the... you. It's like oh <laughs> well, yeah, God. but like they can't even fly. Like get the worthless. I don't care about that. But emus are adorable. They are they're very cute. They're uh they're human size and they're very fluffy. <clears throat> That's why they're very scary. Good. They're so big. I thought they were the smaller there's a, like a smaller version of emus that are from Oceania. I don't remember the name though. It's like the paradise bird or something. I did, they have a weird name. Not I don't sure. remember exactly. There's a bird of paradise. Yeah, I think that might be the one that Which I Which I think might be a plant <laughs> i think the bird of paradise is a flower oh, no, no i just looked it up it isn't that the one that i was thinking yeah emus are cool yeah yeah it is they, a, i didn't yeah, know bird what of their paradise faces. is a flower <laughs> is it what a dumb there we man. go i did oh, i never, that I recont- never seen the face oh, that recontextualizes uh a, a chapter from house of leaves hmm but like a, there's like a gag ever... where a thing is full of birds of paradise, and I didn't, I just realized like, oh, they may, they might mean the flower. If you ever have a chance, feed emus. They're adorable. Goofy little they, bastards. Are, are they pets? Are they domesticated or are they wild? Uh, oh, they're wild. Both. They're like they're wild, but you can. Uh, I mean, they're, they're farms they're, for they're emus. Caged. <laughs> they're not. They're yeah. domesticated. Yeah, they are. Imprisoned. Yeah, they're not gonna like. They're not gonna hang out with you, but they're not. They're not can... violent either. They're you know they're not like aggressively. Uh, yeah, they're not aggressive wild animals. Ostriches can be domesticated. They're if they are, they have like a window, a pretty wide window, and they're kids. Well, not kids. That's for foxes. So, what are your it's favorite kind of... and least favorite mythical creatures? Favorite is dragon. Least favorite is Pegasus. Least favorite is Pegasus. dragon. <laughs> Least what? favorite is dragon? Nah, I, I have a grudge against dragons because they're just so fucking boring. <laughs> I, I just, Which dragons? I'm, so I'm just disappointed whenever dragons show up. All because dragons? I'm just like, I don't care. But actually, my, le- my least favorite mythical creature is a leviathan, obviously. All, all <laughs> leviathans. Because <laughs> they're just much just worse sharks. <laughs> it's just basically a dragon. So except can, an ocean dragon. fucking can't wait for Subnautica below zero this year. Fuck me. Wait, what? what's below zero? Is it ice? The sequel to Subnautica is coming out this year. You're going to be trapped under ice? It's coming out in like May. Things? Yep. Yep. Mm, that sounds <laughs> There's funny. an ice roof. It's worse now. <laughs> I, I don't want to... Yeah. I, I want to play it because Subnautica is really good, but I don't want to play it because Leviathans. I'm fucking terrified of them. It's horrible. Uh, but it is like, like Subnautica is the best like open world survival like game I've ever played. It's just really enjoyable aside from all the parts that I'm terrified of. Whereas usually the whole genre is so janky and unappealing and just boring. Mm. <laughs> I find the inventory management to be really constricting. Hence me being like, hey, everybody want to play Valheim? And everyone's like, no, because everyone's fucking tired of that genre. It's all bad. <laughs> They're all bad games. <laughs> like everyone's, si- okay. everyone's sick of trying to care about it anymore as a genre. Valheim is okay. Um, but yeah, I, f- I found that in Subnautica, the inventory management was a little bit 
Like you're always needing to go back and just get more. Yeah, it puts you on the loops. Space. Yeah. Make it work. And then favorite, about... favorite fantasy animals, just werewolves. This is a this is a known entity. That's also a person. That's also a person. You can be a you can be a a they can be a person if it's a fantasy creature. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess then you, I can say you, vampires then. You can be like a it's a changeling or whatever. And I can say vampires. They're also fantasy creature. Yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah vampires are my favorite. Vampires are I mean they're even, I mean yeah, they're even less a, a person than a werewolf. <laughs> Then werewolf, that's true. Because <laughs> they they don't like they undead. don't change. <laughs> yeah. My least that, favorite. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have a. I. I. I guess it's kind of normal for a lot of people to grow up and be like, have like pet, uh, affections towards uh certain fantasy creatures like unicorns and you know the tropes the normal things. I never really did that, and I, like, I suppose, like, certainly not hate, not, not pet hates towards anything. I forget, did you say your least favorite was Unicorn, Andrew? Uh, Pegasus. Pegasus, the unicorn with That's wings. The, yeah. Doesn't know his place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, flying horses just sounds like a shitty idea. I don't, I don't <laughs> they like will that. hurt, they will, yes, they will hurt themselves. A horse hurts itself, well, like, like... Well, it's so easy for them. it's just a fragile animal and then you add wings it's like no <laughs> i'm just, just thinking about the it. fact that it have you seen horse shit i don't want that flying oh. out of a flying horse that sounds awful <laughs> i don't want to be like just living my life and literal shit comes from the like horse-sized shit comes out just from the sky no thanks oh but you think it. of That's the awful. pegasus flying in the sky it's so nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you have to, like, one, you have to imagine, like, this giant, buff, bulky horse flying through the air, and if it's a guy, then you got a giant fucking wang horse flying through the sky. No Not thanks. All the time. I don't want anything to do with this. Like, a horse doesn't need to be ready all the time. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be ready. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I don't get to decide when it's ready, and so then there could just be <laughs> a flying, uh, flying horse dung flying at me i don't like it no i don't like anything to do with horses belong on the ground they need to stay there that's where they need to stay uh i like dragons because they're basically just cool dinosaurs they're just dinosaurs mm. that are like way too big and breathe fire that sounds awesome i love the sound of mm. that I'm always just really disappointed when like an entire narrative thing is like all hyping it up a thing and then you're like oh it's a dragon okay I mean, yeah, they're I, not, I understand that they're not like, you know, like literally anything is more interesting. I think like a weird centipede panda bear that goes under under the earth and eats goblins for breakfast. Yeah, that's more interesting than a dragon. Anything, I don't think that I don't think that they're most they're the most interesting. I just think they're just my favorite. Like, the, if, yeah, they're if cool. the question I was understand. like the most interesting. Yeah, yeah. You definitely wouldn't be dragons. Yeah, they're. Again, that's my, they're I just think, dinosaurs with wings. Like, I yeah, I also like, I like, like the narrative who, strife that comes from werewolves. There's like a there's like, like a mm -hmm. character with motivations and struggles and things. Dragons are definitely improved by being by by talking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is true. Like like villain Tretton Mirth in, in The Witcher, which was bitch, which was butchered in the show. 
like oh jack three dies and all that stuff like the, did, you, you did they cancel the show already what was that did they cancel the show already uh no it was just bad hmm. people, <laughs> people ever, ever, it everyone loved it and did really well but it, it was bad oh, <laughs> which your season one is so bad oh no i mean i know everybody loved it but yeah it's just uh, I mean, gonna, I, I did a I'm whole episode on it that you can look if you want to, but it's just like, in short, it's just, it's it's, it's adapted from a book and it's adapted badly. Oh, I remember your podcast. And if you're going to adapt stories really badly, then just don't adapt them. Just make up new stories with those characters because you clearly didn't want to tell the story that was in the book, but you, <laughs> but you tried for some reason. It's like every like the majority of the entire season feels like one of those insufferable movies where they like where they adopted some like some book and like they have like oh th this this book might be well served by like a three season television show but instead we're going to tell the entire story in two hours in one movie and you're like oh fuck so it's just like entirely exposition but it's also somehow moving too fast and it's all clunky and awkward and then you're like what was even the point of that and then you're like oh yeah if you read the book there's like 500 pieces of additional context and there's actually like a theme to the narrative and it has a point and it goes anywhere. Like the number of uh, the number of like entire characters and storylines in the, in the Witcher show that just show up for a second and then don't go anywhere and then vanish. And it's like, what What was the why? Why bother? Why did you do this? <laughs> like I think about yeah. there's a there's a satyr character that they have these amusing confrontations with over and over again over the course of one story. And the entire sum total of interactions with the Seder in the show in the episode about the Seder is like 30 seconds. And I'm like, why? Why did you even adapt the story? It starts to feel like uh, the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock show where mm -hmm. each of those oh, episodes is technically an adaptation of an OG Sherlock storyline. Like, oh, here's the one with the statues, with the statue heads, and one of them has a thing in it. Now, here's here's a, a study in Scarlet and so on. Like, each of them is a classic uh, Sherlock story that people know, and they get increasingly disinterested in actually even adapting each story and to the point where, like, entire episodes of Sherlock, which are 90 minutes long, or, like, an hour and 10 minutes of random bullshit that they're making up, and then out of nowhere, they're like, oh, yeah, anyway, here, let's introduce the premise of the Sherlock story, and we're done. And they don't even bother doing a mystery. And it's just like, why did you do this? And that's because the writers don't know what mystery is. That's why. Like, The Hounds of Baskerville was infuriating. And that was before people even agreed the show was bad yet. But that episode was I, yeah. so insufferable. That, that one in particular was the episode that made me stop watching the series. Yeah. I never, I never even watched the Boomerang one. Yeah. Like, and, like, no. <laughs> The Witcher is kind of... The Witcher is a little bit like that, but it's not completely full of like made up bullshit and like wasting your time it's just that they i don't know they either needed to adapt they needed to make different choices about how to adapt the whole show basically because they decided that they wanted to have siri and jennifer in every single episode which makes sense in the long term because they're going to be main characters later but siri mm -hmm. is not in the first book at all and jennifer yep is in the first book in one story <laughs> so it's like uh how do we incorporate them it's like okay we'll tell the backstory of siri and the backstory of yennefer 
even though the timelines don't line up between the three characters and we'll just be skipping between them randomly every episode so every episode a whole chunk of it is lost to siri and a whole chunk of it's lost to yennefer so suddenly the fact that they have a whole hour to adapt at what is technically still a short story each time because each like the last wish is the season they adapted and the last wish is like a series of like 10 different short stories basically that collectively are like a 300 page novel so you could that totally feels... you could probably adapt each one into a one hour episode if you didn't insist on incorporating dandelion and yennefer and siri <laughs> into stories they're not in to like eat up the episode until you don't have any left for the actual thing you're that adapting. feels like such a such an easy decision to fix though like i i obviously didn't watch the show so i can't speak specific uh about the details but like obviously, I, I remember you, you uh, watching your uh, podcast about that. But the thing is, like, if a an hour long show or an hour long episode gets taken up by even even twenty minutes is already a lot. But I, from what you say, some episodes get like only uh, get like forty minutes taken out because of that backstory. All they had to do was just like if they wanted her or them, in fact, Siri and and um, and Yennefer, if they wanted them to be in all episodes, just add like little scenes here and there at the beginning or like some some tidbits and then make an episode halfway through the series where the, you tell their story instead of being it like that because it you know i think i think little and that series, does kind of little, happen that weirdly enough like there is kind of like a i think there is like a yennefer only episode and at that point you're like why aren't there Geralt only <laughs> episodes like why don't you just tell all of series story in like two episodes of the season and those are standalone episodes and same thing for series look at for our, yennefer Look at how Game of Thrones did it with the White Walkers. Like yeah. little tidbits here and there. And like, oh, the White Walkers. What's that? If they, if they insisted on having them take up part of every episode, then what they needed to do is just adapt half as many Geralt episodes. Like, or half or that, as many stories. Also, just split yeah. each of them into two episodes so that you can finish telling each story instead of <laughs> rushing every single one. Because, yeah, like the Seder story was a was a, uh, was a a casualty beat. Oh, my God. The villain Trettenmirth story was nothing. They it, like it's one of the most memorable and interesting stories in the entire book, and it's just none of it made it into the show at all. They skipped almost every possible element of it. Entire characters were thrown remember. out the window. Is Somebody, that the second book? An entire character that just like shat himself and died. <laughs> uh, no, it's all hmm. it's all in the Last Wish, which is the first book, the oh, first short story the first book. book. Yeah, I don't remember that story. I read. It's the, I, that's it's the, the, dra it's the dragon one where they're all grouping up to go fight a dragon hmm. oh, wait, oh wait actually yeah maybe maybe villain Trettenworth is in blood of elves um, it's been a while as well so i might have forgotten hmm. yeah th th that's the other thing is that they, they skipped a bunch of stories so that i think they did adapt stories from both of the first two seasons or first two books mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh because yeah Ye Geralt knows yennefer at that point because she's in the story. Yeah, because the Yennefer only shows up at the very last story of yeah, the, the last. Because the last wish is about her. And he already had no. At that point, he already knows her. Yeah, so maybe the, that was from the second the book. I've only read it. the first two books so far. The uh, yeah. I want to yeah. get through them, but it's just so much stuff. I just finished House of Leaves. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. But yeah, in the show, it's just so just so noticeable how much better the show is every time the other characters are in the same plot line 
like there's a marked increase in quality when it's like oh yennefer and Geralt are together in the story like the last wish like once they're doing the last mm-hmm. wish you're like oh wow they have almost the entire episode to dedicate, dedicate just to the actual plot they're adapting because yennefer's not somewhere else being telling a separate story she's in this story you're like oh suddenly it's like one of the best episodes i wonder why <laughs> So hopefully the show gets noticeably better the moment they stop adapting short stories that they have to force unrelated footage into. Or they pull a Game of Thrones, and when they stop adapting is when it really gets bad. Oh, they're not going to run out of stuff to adapt. <laughs> uh, fair. <laughs> there are... S- what am I looking at over here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I, I, I have, there's eight Witcher books so far. Yeah, there's a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> And right now they're doing the piecemeal. We can skip around and adapt whatever we feel like part where it's the short stories, but it's, it's, it becomes linear story later. There's a saga mm-hmm. like, of yeah, five books that are all end to end with each other. And then the most recent book is like a side quill is what he called it. Cause it can't take place after the first, the original five books. So it has to take place in parallel with it. So he started a new saga that is other adventures of, of Geralt that happened in parallel. Apparently. I guess during various time skips or something. I'm going to declare that there are no bad mythological creatures, <laughs> including the dragons. Because they're the dragons. all made up. <laughs> no, they're all good. It's all good. It's all interesting. No matter how, no matter how, like you can have, l- 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 think of all the interesting moments in tabletop role playing games that you have with a literal jelly, which is the most bland of creatures that, that is just like, it's nothing. And then mm-hmm. you can have nice, interesting moments. It's just, yeah, all fi- all fantasy creatures are good. Except geese. The, if they are fant- fantasy, they're bad. And what because is the most geese. interesting incorporation of these creatures in media to you? Oh, that was also part of the question? Yep. Hmm. Wait, sorry. What was it? What is the most interesting incorporation of these creatures into media to you? I don't really know what to... Oh. I would say... I mean, the entirety of Bloodborne uh... is a werewolf game, so I guess I win. <laughs> <laughs> almost every... I'm gonna... Not almost everybody, but a significant percentage of the entire lore and, and enemies are all werewolf variants until it becomes Lovecraft. I I would say I love the idea that multiple different parts of the world at different parts of time had some kind of mythology for dragons. Uh, And mostly it was about... hmm? I was going to say that's that's mostly because the name gets shared around a lot because dragon just means like a big serpent. Yeah, it just means it's like a giant lizard. So even uh, Leviathan is a dragon, like canonically speaking. Yeah, but I, I like the idea that... Well, when I when uh, I say Leviathan, I mean like deep sea Leviathans, like nightmare yeah. sharks and shit. Mm-hmm. It should be yeah. like a Megalodon. Like the Reaper the, uh, Leviathan. The, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I like that they're they're consistently a pain in the ass. Just no matter when or where they are, dragons are always just a problem for somebody. They do suffer from the ninja rule, though, where if there's more than one, they get way more less. They get way less durable. Yeah, it also like apparently dragons aren't good company with each other usually. Um, Yeah, they're always alone. Which I think is 
Yeah, which I think is funny. I like the idea that a a, a dragon just has no interest in social situations. So like people show <laughs> up to kill it and it's alone and it's like ah, just wants to fine. sit on its on its like, pile and be a be a cumberbatch. Yeah. It just it doesn't it has no it has no interest in the human world, but humans for some reason have a huge interest in getting rid of dragons. Smaug. It's like, all right. Well, they got gold. <laughs> yeah, but like, you, you can also Andrew. get gold. Like, that's not. Yeah, but there's like way better ways to get gold than fighting a dragon. Drag fighting a dragon seems like the least efficient way to get gold. Uh, the dragons are pretty chill in Zelda. <laughs> I like the dragons. I like the dragons. I guess. In, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I like chill dragons. I like the dragons in, Sh in Shadowrun. <laughs> well, like Puff? You like Puff the Magic Dragon? <laughs> I've never watched the movie. No, it's I've a, never watched a lot of movies. It's a, it's a song. Oh. I, hmm. Or a children's book, too. I think it's also a children's book. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say vampires. I think is it's... Be because yeah, it's a light. You were going to uh, what, what do you think of vampires? Which, which is the best adaptation? Breaking Dawn Part 2. <laughs> oh my god. I like the part where they rip each other's heads a lot. Off a lot. <laughs> Isn't that in Twilight? Yeah. Uh, I think That's my favorite... Breaking Dawn is a Twilight book. Oh, right. I think okay. my favorite uh, media incarnation of vampires is Count Chocula. I don't... Because <laughs> he's I don't fucking know. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, chocolate. So oh, I didn't know. A, it's a cereal. Uh, my my favorite vampire obviously people think of world of darkness because it's you know vampire bloodlines and stuff um it's it's an easy reference and i do like the other lore um in that in that world the werewolves are eco-terrorists sometimes some sometimes uh, but my favorite uh adaptation of vampires and it's like a really original as well it's like it doesn't go after tropes or anything is the legacy of kane series uh, also known as uh, by their other name, which is Soul Reaver, Soul Reaver One and Two, and then Legacy of Cain. Soul, uh... no, Soul Reaver Defiance is the last it's, game. Yeah, first it's Legacy of Cain, and then there's Legacy of Cain, Soul Reaver, and then there's Soul Reaver games. That's that's mm -hmm. Raziel yeah. with the no bottom jaw and the fangs and the scarf, and Cain as well, the t titular Legacy. Yeah, but I never liked and him. And it's such a <laughs> No, he's Damn. bad. He's, he's, a, he's a bad person. Raziel's he, fucking nuts. It's a great character design. <laughs> it is also yeah. He's I really love the storyline. Like even the it's like a Zelda game. At the end of the day, it's just a simple. Uh, I say Zelda, but it's more like a Castlevania. But it's, no, Metroidvania. That's the word where you just you know get abilities to unlock new places in a three D world and fight some monsters. Um, but it's like, it's I the storyline is so cool. And it's spread out all over five games, and it ends really nicely as well. It's like really gutsy the way it ends, as well as being you know kind of fresh for somebody who is young <laughs> when you see it for the first time. I really like that series. That series is great. Actually, one of my one of my one of my formative adult fiction series that I read in high school. Like my first long fantasy series I ever read really was a was a vampire story called Necroscope. 
Oh, you've talked about it before. And that I franchise think. is fucking bonkers. <laughs> it is. They keep, they keep world building and world building until the world is just fucking nonsense and so fucking bizarre. And you have like a guy that solves math so well that he like follows the live stream into possessing his own baby when he dies and so on. And you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what is this world? How does that, uh, how does one thing follow the other? It's just a lot. It's just a lot. Because a necroscope is... The first book is a necromancer versus a necroscope, apparently. And the, so the necromancer, like, defiles corpses to rip information out of it, almost like torture, basically. Mm-hmm. And the necroscope can just speak to the dead like a medium. And in this oh. world, the, the the revelation is that, like... Many people, like many people, when they die, they just kind of slowly fade away. But like supposed, like great minds or whatever, tend to like keep working at their inventions and their theories indefinitely. And so, like Mobius has like cracked time travel and shit like that. And so he <laughs> finds he goes to the graves of these great thinkers and he and he gets these impossible inventions and concepts and starts like unwrapping a reality around him and so on. Mm-hmm. And so he like at some point he like learns teleportation and time travel and he can like see people's oh, destinies no. and all this all this absurd shit starts happening. And uh yeah. most most uh, most bizarrely there's the Blood Brothers trilogy. I, I say most bizarrely, this is probably the least bizarre thing about the franchise. There is a because uh, it's got the least absurd stuff going on with the necroscope because he's gone in this and he's not there for the storyline, <laughs> but there's uh a trilogy of books that take place on a vampire planet <laughs> where there is a massive mountain range that cuts along like the equator or something or maybe the prime meridian kind of direction and it's like massive mountains that cr- that block the sun for great distances in either direction and so it leads to a situation where one half of the planet is daytime most of the time and the other half of the planet is nighttime most of the time and so all the humans live on one side. Guess which one? And all the vampires live on the <laughs> other side in these grand Ares made of sinew and bone. And they have all these thralls and metamorphosed monsters. And they can do like flesh crafting like they're Zerg and shit. It's really horrifying. And That uh, sounds pretty cool, actually. <laughs> and, and so like the humans live their regular lives. And like they like, you know, they like they have they have multiple days over the course of one day where they'll like sleep and get back up and all that because the days are so long. But then, like, every time the sun actually sets, it's like a reaping because the vampires will, will come raiding through. And, and of course, yeah. over the course of the, the trilogy, you're building up to this, like, a rebellion where it's like, ah, but we're going to strike them during the day and so on. And that's probably those three books are probably better than the actual series they were spin off from. <laughs> yeah, sounds like an interesting thing. They're memorable. Like very gory and very porny. Hmm. It's, they're they're not- graphic novels? Uh, they're 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 just novels. Oh. Uh, very adult content. There's some weird kinky shit that happens. Like it's not the point of the books, but they're like they're vampires. They're crazy, so they're gonna have really weird sex. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eh. Some. If I'm, yeah. If it's. Mm. And also because they're vampires say. that don't respect humans, it's also like oh no. Massive yikes yeah. sex. <laughs> hmm. That's there's a lot of really horrifying content that happens throughout those books. But they're interesting to think about. Like the setting is so fucking weird. And he, reading it in high school, that was 
that's kind of what I that, that that's the most memorable vampire world to me. Mm hmm. But no werewolf, so fuck it. <laughs> Actually, there might have been a werewolf. Yeah, no, the Just fucking. The one? I think the fucking second book was called Necroscope Lycanthrope. Yeah, it has. Yeah, a, those are not easy names to to sell. One of the covers of the I mean, books literally is a wolf skull, because <laughs> all of them were skulls. <laughs> mm. Co the cover of every book was a skull, usually with fangs. Because it's like, oh, it's a vampire skull or a bat skull, and one of them was just a wolf skull. So there's, because uh, they go into the flesh crafting stuff. So I think canonically, the in in the Necroscope universe, werewolves are just shape shifting vampires. Hmm. Yeah. There's some weird stuff in there. In that universe, the vampire infection is actually like a leech-like creature that burrows into your skin and spreads through your nervous system and co-ops your entire body and it's actually questionable where, whether or not any of the original person remains like are they corrupted by the power or are they actually just kind of being functionally replaced by the parasite that makes them a vampire in the first place but what does it mean to be the original person are you the original person <laughs> <laughs> i not we already did episode one on that i'm not going back <laughs> ever again i i, I <laughs> never again <laughs> <laughs> never again. Nope. I I never I never even started. That's that's mm -hmm. uh, I'm kidding though. Oh my god, that's a lot of books. They yeah. they they go for a theme. A lot of skulls. <laughs> I just posted an image indeed. in chat that's like, I think it's like fifty Brian Lumley Necroscope books or other spinoffs, but I think there's repeats. I think there might be different prints or different country versions where they give you a different cover. Oh. Or there might be reprints. Oh, yeah, the ones at the top there that look really janky might be the original covers, whereas the one that I actually bought as a kid starts with that really large skull on the second row with the tongue coming out of the fanged mouth. Mm -hmm. Like, when I got to it, it's probably a reprint. So I think the, I think the first books are older than me. I love that it's they like look necroscope one two three four five blood brothers like oh. yeah oh, that's okay. the that's the beginning of the trilogy of like spin-off world blood brothers blood wars and something else i like the the, the first covers the original covers look really yeah some school. weird neuromancer shit going on with like stuff coming out of people's faces like this it's like the skulls have like tentacle fire coming out of them that, that might be like psychic energy or something yeah. There's a lot to take in yeah. with these covers. They're I really just like that art style. That art style, is just, it's not done anymore much because, like, it's really difficult to pull that off properly. Yeah. It's a little bit, it, it, it's, you know, once you know how to do it, it's just, it's the same thing over and over again. But but it's difficult because it takes a lot of time, especially because, you know, back then, this it wasn't computer doing it. So doing it all with the colors, yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks really cool. Oh, yeah, the trilogy, the Vampire World trilogy is Blood Brothers, The Last Airy, and Blood Wars. Before yeah, that, I, I guess there was, there was a five-book series that was like the proper necroscope, like, saga. And then there's the Vampire World trilogy, and then there's like ten more books. <laughs> Most of which are called necroscope, but are not, but are not from the necroscope-like original story. It's just the universe this or something. Seems, yeah, this seems like a book series that would probably be better in like a collection 
There's 18 books. There's yeah. the thing is it's enormous books though. They're big. Yes, they're very yeah. very long books. Oh god, they're long books. Speaking of which, on the House of Leaves topic that I've never actually discussed really, but like I looked into the fucking author of that book because I was curious what other stuff he'd been writing in the meantime. Because the final page, the final, not even the final page, the like inside back cover of the of House of Leaves just says the familiar. And that's it. I'm like, what the fuck? Hmm. I assume that's his book. He made it must have made the familiar. That dude got a seven figure advance, meaning over a million dollars advance to to mm-hmm. do like it was like the advance for doing his like first 10 books i think of his of what he planned as being a 27 book series <laughs> called the familiar and i looked up on amazon uh the first five volumes of familiar and each of them is 880 pages long <laughs> uh that's uh yeah he did five books and called that season one and he was putting them out every three months which is holy fuck uh and uh <laughs> and uh i guess good books, i guess though? the series was put Are on hiatus rate? slash was canceled maybe because of a lack of readership oh after five <laughs> after five books but I'm like how the fuck you, got you the gonna advance, put out almost a thousand pages every three months who are you stephen king he's just like yeah, that's one draft yeah. is good enough just puke it out as two thousand page it that, book and shit yeah <laughs> that sounds like what's happening there's no way you yeah. can write there's no stephen way you can king write just and then have edited I don't. I'd I mean, be, I would be curious part. though if you took the actual word count of legible text in those books and then formatted it like a human does. How long those books would be? Because that's the part of the thing with like House of Cards is he gets playful with the formatting, and so there no. are literally pages that have like a couple words on them. <laughs> so you mean House of Leaves as well, by the way? Was that? You said House of Cards. Oh, House of Leaves. Yeah. House of Leaves gets playful with the formatting, so I like the the thing I read was said it was like I think the, the thing I think the book I read was like six six hundred and fifty pages long, but it's probably three or four hundred pages long, maybe I don't know. There's there's <laughs> some really playfully there, there are there are <laughs> solid ass pages that are very full of text and entire chapters that are just that, and then there's weird shit parts that you just blew, you you just start page turning and you're like wow in this one sitting i got through 100 pages <laughs> uh, i always wonder like that's i i imagine everybody you know like everyone has their own different uh way about like reading because i think the like the speed at which i read manga is probably the what the speed at which some people can read a book and that always impresses me because yeah. i think like i, I it feels like a book has more going on to it than a manga does, but I, I just get distracted too much. I think I think about stuff when I'm reading books, often because of the book, and so I'll I'll like lose my place and have to go back mm-hmm. and figure yeah, out where it I was struggle, again like, and so on. With a book, it's hard for me because I like to I like to visualize what's happening, um, and so like it, if a book doesn't do a good enough job conveying that uh, like descriptions of what's happening or the world it makes me take more time to get through it because I have to, like, try to think of my own, you know, like, I have to try to imagine it myself, what's going on, and hmm. it's it takes longer. Uh, yeah. For me, for me, it's more about... I, it's like the little short bursts. I read a chapter, and then I stop and think about it. So if I'm reading... I, I don't usually read books, uh, like, in a row, but even, even when I do, it's... Uh, or when I did, I suppose, uh, read them in a row... 
like chapter after chapter, I still pause and think and even go back and look at certain pages and try to like, yeah, di digest. Because what I do is I, 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 I don't uh, I don't have a one author that I read anymore like too much and so there's always all you know different authors w will have very different types of, of writing so I just you know if, if it's 10 pages or 20 or 30 pages of a chapter I'm just gonna go from beginning to end and just sort of get that bit into my head and I the problem with that is that sometimes some chapters either because they're too long or they don't convey action properly will just be so boring to read even on books that I enjoy, just like, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I always go back to the Greyjoy chapters in, in uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. It's They're not particularly long, but they don't convey the action the, the, the same way the other chapters do. And it's just like, oh, I can't, ugh, I don't like it. It's just boring. And it's so weird because like three pages in and I'm like, no, this is so bad. Why do mm -hmm. I not like it? But it's just, it's, yeah, I suppose it's just because... The level like of to, the like, level of distraction and daydreaming I get when I'm like bored by something is severe. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's I understand. It's that. really rough when you just get to a dry distract, like a just a really dry explanation of something that's just like not that. You just I just give me the drama. Let's just get to the impactful shit. Let's go. Because like sometimes I'm just like I, I I I'll read one passage over and over again and just be like. Oh, and like it just happens like in House of Leaves, it happens in like Handmaid's Tale and like a bunch of other books. Like just like, do I need to? There was an entire chapter of House of Leaves I skipped. What? I did the same thing. I just in skipped yeah. a whole chapter. <laughs> and it's partly because House of Leaves is not a linear story. It's like a review of a story of a story with also a meta narrative mm -hmm. around it as a framing device. And so there was an entire chapter just that where they were just explaining echoes. And I'm like, I can't, oh, I, can't, just, I, can't, I, can't <laughs> I can't sit through this. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking done. I literally just skipped the chapter into the next chapter <laughs> where stuff happens again. Because, like, it wasn't plot. It was just a uh, breakdown about echoes that might be... It for, for it very well may have been literally pseudo-intellectual masturbatory stuff, like, on purpose. Like, that might have been literally its point was to be, like, to be asinine and insufferable, like, for all I know. So I might have even been right to skip it. Like, there are parts where the guy who is your framing device for the book himself is dismissive of the content of the book that you're reading. And it's like, I don't even know what the fuck that means. And so it's like, all right. Like, I kind of took that as permission, mm -hmm. like, in moments like that to be just to be like, fuck it. Which, to be fair, there's only like two major times I'd consider doing that. Because there's like a major climax in the book that happens. And then like a long cooldown period that I swear is like the final third of the book. And then finally a bit like big stuff impactfully happens again and at least one or two of those sections could have i feel like i could have just skipped over two when i got bored but i powered through them but like that you feel like you're being punished for reading that book sometimes <laughs> it's really interesting yeah. in certain parts and then other times you're like are you fucking with me <laughs> uh, I, I don't uh, i i i like like i don't know about uh, action though I get. I don't necessarily get bored because there's no action. Like no, some of my favorite chapters. In... When I say action, I mean events, not fighting. No, no, yeah, no. I'm I'm talking specifically about events, like or, like, or even just dialogue. Give me dialogue. Let me give people talking to each other at least. Like, I, I, give me interactions. Like some some of my chapters in the Lord of the Rings, or 
not necessarily my favorite chapters, but the, some of the my most memorable, memorable chapters in Lord of the Rings are the ones where ver barely anything happened. Yeah. Uh, the one. But imagine, in, um, but imagine every other chapter of Lord of the Rings being a, a fucking literary paper about Lord oh, yeah. of the Rings. I know. I understand what you mean. I understand what fuck. you mean. It's like, <laughs> it's just that I think sometimes something can be just beautiful. It, the problem is, the, 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 by the way you're describing it, it isn't beautiful. The the one about echoes or whatever, something can be not have any action whatsoever or not not any events. But if it's done right, if it's written right, it can convey an interesting. Yeah, no, I love just characters hanging out and stuff. Yeah, the, for me, the 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 the, what is it called? The the city of the elves, where uh, Arwen lives, where they Arwen? go in the first book. Sorry? What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't remember the name of the city of the elves. Oh my it god. Sounded, it I was sounded like Eric's, uh, like Andrew said something, but I couldn't tell what he said at all. I couldn't tell either. Yeah. No, I was thinking of something else. I yeah. I, I like started but, saying it, but then I realized I was wrong. I uh, I'm, I keep thinking of Rivalon, but it isn't Rivalon. Either way, the, the, the chapter, the first chapter where that city shows up in The Lord of the Rings is very descriptive. It tells about, you know, the architecture and what's going on in the history. And it's really cool. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, and it's just because it's magic and it's fantastic. It's the elves and all that. Uh, but then, you know, for example, the chapter of the ends, which I think a lot of people think to be a bad chapter, the tree ends. Lyndon. That, that, sorry? No, they Lyndon in is in the... Lyndon. Yeah, Lyndon is Silmarillion. That's, uh, that's in a different place. Uh, it's... It's, well, that's the westernmost elven land. Yeah, that's in that's in not in the Lord of the Rings. Linden, I think, is even a country rather than a rather than a, a town. It, the point is, the the tree ends. A bunch of things happen, and there's a bunch of dialogue. But because it's such a long chapter, and you know everybody else is like at war and either lost in the middle of nowhere, and like there's the hobbits talking to the trees. You're like, no, this is so slow. And it's a big chapter as well. It's like 120 pages on a single chapter. The characters that canonically speak slowly and try your patience. But the, the, that's the thing. The, that doesn't matter too much. But the rest, like uh, you know, they speak slowly but, and they don't talk too much. But the, there's a lot of stuff happening. He goes on, uh, goes on to talk. There's like this new tree or younger tree that talks a little bit faster. And he learns about the ends and he learns about the ways of saying things and then explores their little town and all that and it's like there's a lot, bunch of stuff happening it's like a story in and of itself but it's just a boring story because of the context in the whole scenario of the lord of the rings where like it's in the middle it's smack down in the middle of the whole trilogy is a huge huge chapter of talking to trees and it's so agonizing mm -hmm. like it's it's incredible <laughs> yeah sometimes the things just shut down a while so it's mm -hmm. risky when that you have like a divergence chapter in a story, but sometimes I really love it though. Like the uh, the haunting of Bly Manor has entire chapters that just dive into the weird mechanics of how being a ghost works in that universe, and it's like my favorite episode of the whole season. Yeah, sometimes that's just a little bit of exposition is what all you need. Well, because it's like it's, it's, cool, it's like... deeply horrifying. <laughs> And it's conveyance of the <laughs> mechanics. And it has a lot of repetition, but the repetition is the like the hell to it. And you're like, oh god, 
This is one of the worst oh. ideas you've ever introduced to me, fiction. Oh, I, see I don't mean. I don't need this idea idea that this is my afterlife. Hmm. The name of the city, by the way, is, is Rivendell. That's the what Yeah, I that's of. familiar. There it is. That's why Rivalon. That's from uh Divinity Original Sin, I believe. Or just Divinity. Are all the Divinity games in the same universe? Yes. Yeah. I played Divinity I so. 2 a long time ago. It's just about different characters. It's, uh, I think, the different timelines. Or not timelines, but rather, like, centuries earlier. So that it was feels the, different. That was a just a, a deeply janky game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never played it. So I, I, I know it is janky because I've seen it, but yeah, I've never played it. Was, I was so confused what they were going for for most of that game. But it was what it was. All right, I think we're about ready to wrap this up for the day, everybody. I was I was tempted yeah. to ask another question, but actually, I, I want to get some stuff done before other Me stuff too. happens. So, thanks for watching, like always, guys. I'll send you see you next time, and you can send your questions to dialogue choices podcast at gmail dot com, or else that's dialogue without the u e at the end. It's just it's dialogue, dialogue spelled like the thing you're watching right now. The title's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe <laughs> you can see how it's spelled, but without spaces because that's how emails work.